I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. to the republic for which it stands under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no. Not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply. Refuse to show vaccine passports. Refuse to wear a mask. Refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the Word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. I am a volunteer in this army. I am enlisted for eternity. I will not get out, sell out, be talked out, or pushed out. I am a soldier. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. Because I am a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, 
entice me or lure me because I am a soldier. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I am a soldier. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. I will win. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me. For when my commander calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with him. I am a soldier in the army. I am marching. I am claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier. I had a dream the other night. I didn't understand. A figure walking through the mist with a rifle in his hand. His clothes were torn and dirty as he stood there by the bed. He took off his three-cornered hat and speaking low, he said, We fought a revolution to secure your liberty. We wrote the Constitution as a shield from tyranny. For future generations, this legacy we gave to make you the land of the free and home of the brave. The freedoms we secured for you, we thought you'd always keep. But tyrants labor endlessly. While your parents were asleep, now your freedom's gone. Your courage is lost. You're no more than a slave in your land of the free and home of the brave. You buy permits to travel, permits to own a gun, permits to start a business or build a place for one. On land you think you own, you pay your yearly rent. But you don't have a voice in saying how that money's spent. Now your children attend a school that doesn't educate, and your Christian values can't be taught according to the state. You read about your current news in a regulated press and pay more taxes than you owe to that thing called IRS. Your money's no longer made of silver or of gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. And you pay for crimes that make your nation turn from God in shame. Now you've taken Satan's number and traded in your name. You give your government control to those who could do you harm. So they could padlock churches and steal the family farm and keep the nation deep in debt while putting men of faith in jail and then harass your fellow countrymen while your corrupt courts prevail. 
public servants don't uphold the solemn they've sworn. And now your daughters visit doctors so their children won't be born. You send guns and artillery to foreign shore, and then you send your youth to slaughter, fighting other people's wars. Could you regain the freedoms for which we fought and died? Or have you lost your courage and your faith to stand with pride? Are there no more values for which you fight to save? Or do you wish your children to live in fear and be a slave? And people of this republic, it's time to rise and take a stand. Defend the Constitution, the supreme law of your land. Preserve your great republic and every God-given right. And let us pray to God to keep that torch of freedom burning bright. Are you sure this is the right place to recruit for a militia? Broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Strange man walks in, holding his gun, he kills somebody and he's on the run. Out the door and into the busy streets. Cops chase him round town for an hour or two Go back home, he's on the evening news They tell us it's alright, we got him in custody Maybe it's me, but I'm scratching my head Wondering why that SOB ain't dead When everyone knows it's him, why should we wait? It's time we go back to hanging them Light the torches in the middle of the night Somewhere along the way We've gotten way too soft We don't need a jury when we see what he's done Just build the gallows and wait for the sun Get the vigilantes loaded up with justice for all If this country still had balls My tax money pays for nice hot meals for a killer locked up making more appeals So he can get right back out and do it all again Now I ain't 
saying that a man can't change But you can't tell right from wrong these days Unless we send a message they won't forget Torches in the middle of the night Somewhere along the way We've gotten way too soft We don't need a jury when we see what he's done Just build the gallows and wait for the sun Get the vigilantes loaded up With justice for all If this country still had I know every man can be redeemed But if he don't choose to We better still have plan B So it's time we go back To hanging them high Let's light the torches in the middle of the night Somewhere along the way We've gotten way too soft We don't need a jury when we see what he's done Just build the gallows and wait for the sun Get the Loaded up with justice for all If this country still had balls If this country still had Fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, my much better beloved better half. V. Lynn. Hello, Patriots. Uh, I yeah. am his much better half yes, today. Yes, she yes. is. Yes. Poor Mick. Um, <clears throat> Understand, I've, I've come to realize that um, the man flu is a learned behavior. Okay? It really is. Y'all, y'all, y'all know what the man flu is, right? Right? Ladies, when you get sick and you get a cold... When you get the flu, you're down for a couple of days, but you still try and do everything that you do because your mom's and, you know, you got shit to do and you, you have that, that mindset. Like you just, you change your mind. I feel like shit, but I'm still going to do what I have to do and try not to infect everybody, which doesn't usually happen. Usually infect everybody, but poor Mick. Yeah, you do. Mick never, ever, ever gets sick. You don't understand. Mick never get sick that is a very rare thing so for mick to get sick it, it's the end of the world it is the most pathetic miserable horrible experience this man has ever been through wait a minute yeah i woke up two nights ago with like 106 degree fever i know and you threw me in the shower I because did. i was burning up actually i threw you in the shower because gabriel told me to well whatever he woke me up and told me you he, i didn't even you know had where to get i was in the shower i know i know you were hallucinating. He was really sick. Anyway, but Still our, kids, am. our kids, yes, he really, he is. Fucking kids brought it home. Goddamn little cocksuckers. Pissed me off. Shitheads <laughs> brought home some fucking bug from the school. Yeah. Kill them all. And I mean, when the kids God had bless. it, when the kids had it, like, I mean, they, they stayed in their rooms and they slept. This is this, whatever this bug is, it sucks all the energy right out of you. Like, like I, I took a shower this morning. I got up. I had a plan. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get up, get stuff done. I don't know what I'm going to do today, but I'll figure something out. I took a shower and that was the end of that plan. That right plan went like, straight to shit because I took a shower and I laid down and I said, fuck that. I'm exhausted. What yeah. the fuck is wrong with me? And I went to sleep again. 
for like three hours. Holy shit. This is no joke. This thing sucks. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck this bug is. Supposedly it came from Europe. Yeah. What we're hearing right now, they're calling it the 30 day cough yeah. in Europe. Yeah. It's nasty. Um, it's, uh, it starts with, it literally starts with a tickle on the back of your throat, like, and a little cough. And then, then you have a bit of a headache and then it fucking hits you like a Mack truck. And, and then you have a fever from hell. Yeah. And then you get a fever and then all you do is sleep for like four days. And then you can't control your body temperature. Oh yeah. Um, have, we were asked if we'd ever heard of anybody not being able to control their body temperature regularly. I've never heard of that because mm -mm. that would mean you're out of homeostasis. Yeah. Because if your body temperature never regulates, your body never comes to its center, which is where it defeats all the diseases and all the bullshit and lets you live a normal life. I've never heard of anybody who can't control their own body temperature. That is craziness. Yeah. So, um, you know, I unless mean, you're sick, if you're sick, that's, that's a different story. And you know, when the, when the, when the kids were sick, they, they kept to their rooms. And I was like, if you feel hungry, eat, if you don't feel hungry, don't eat. Your body is telling you what to do to heal faster. Like if you're not hungry, then you're supposed to fast. If you're hungry, then you're supposed to eat. Listen to your body. This is what I was telling the children. Drink a lot of distilled water. I was feeding them cardio miracle. Oh my God, this stuff. This let is, me tell you. Yeah. Look, I'm even this drinking the mud water. Is, all right. I'm drinking, drinking the, the mud full, water. straight mud water uh, with the extra shot of vitamin C, the liposomal vitamin it's C. It's about the only thing that makes me feel any better. It really does. And it, it's, it has bromine in it too, which is really important bromine. for this disease. Yep. Apparently, because it, if you can't eat pineapples, like he can't, like I can't, then you drink Cardio Miracle. Yep. So, um, and then that, that extra shot of the, the liposomal vitamin, vitamin C is, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. PN is the same thing. Fighting the chills for three days, sweating at night. I mean, I, I, I woke up, I was in a pool of sweat. She yeah. woke me up in the middle of the night. I was in a pool. I sweated through everything. My clothes, the freaking sheets, mm -hmm. the bed cover, everything. I had sweated. I was a big ball of sweat and she woke me up and I was freezing cold and I was still like 106 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it was rough. Poor thing. See, I've had, yeah. So then you, you've got it too. Yeah. Like literally I have four layers on right now. Yeah. I am sitting here with four. I have a, I have a blanket on my legs. I've got a heater at my feet. I've got all this shit on and I'm still fucking cold. And I'm going to take the sweatshirt off because it's fucking hot in here now. <laughs> this shit is no joke. This is disgusting. This is the worst. I've never felt this bad in a very long time. Yeah. It's been a hot minute since I felt this bad. This is just, I mean, it just zapped all the energy. I have no energy right now whatsoever. I wouldn't get up to go do anything right now. I, I called him out of work twice. <laughs> She's like, yeah, he's not coming in. Yeah. I was like, no. I, the first time was at two o'clock in the morning when I put him in the shower. And as he's in the shower, I'm texting his boss going, I'm sorry it's so late, but he is not coming to work today or tomorrow or whenever in four hours. No, not happening. I, it, it's been ugly. It has been yeah. ugly. Poor thing. I don't know what this is, what this disease is, or what they brought over here now, or what they're trying to infect us with now. But yeah. holy fuck, don't go to the hospital, whatever you do, because they're going to try and stick you with another fucking jab. They're going to say it's COVID right off the bat and try and stick you with another jab. Not that I know, but I didn't go to the hospital. Fuck that. I ain't going no. to the hospital. No, no. Kiss my ass. There's yes. better ways to fucking heal than going to a hospital these days. That's the third word, third best way to kill yourself if yeah. you go to a hospital. Most definitely. Medical infused treatments. Yep. That's the number three killer in America right now. You got go it. figure. You got it.
So go get your jab, get another death punch, and yeah. maybe you'll get your full card and maybe you'll get a free coffee. Ooh, craziness. Anyway, I think my dad gets Krispy Kreme for life. Does he? At this point, with like he's eight got jabs. like 12 jabs, yeah. uh, eight, only yeah. eight, only eight, only eight, two more. And then he starts a new punch card. I heard he gets a steak set, a steak knife set after two more. I mean, I stole the last one, so hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! See, sorry if anyone needs to. Make oh, it. and that's that's the other part of this. You cough so fucking hard. I think I I either broke a rib or I ripped the cartilage in between two ribs. Yeah, because my side feels like somebody punched me in the side <laughs> yesterday and broke a rib. I I feels like I took a shot in the ring because holy shit. I fucking cough so hard that like my lungs, my chest is so sore. It's not even funny. I've been coughing for days too. Beer, beer will help you feel better. If only it tasted good. You're right. Probably it would, but it just does taste like shit. no longer can drink. I don't know why. Seriously. No, I can drink liquor. Just beer. I can't drink beer and anymore. I, and I can't drink liquor. I just can't drink beer anymore. Beer I, just tastes like shit all of a sudden out of nowhere. Just all of a sudden started tasting like absolute trash. I mean, you were warned. I was warned. I was given a heads up. I wasn't warned. And then I went and drank my mom's eggnog, which is my absolute favorite. I fucking love my mom's eggnog. It's amazing. It's so good. It tasted like fucking paint thinner. And I was so pissed. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? I hardly ever drink. Really? I did not know that. What? Dis. 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 Uh, dysautonomia. Dysautonomia, which includes not being able to control one's body temperature. It's an autoimmune disorder. That fucking sucks. Yeah, yeah. If I had that shit, holy fuck, I'd shoot myself. Well, I could barely deal with this right now. Dude, you'd go from it being three million degrees outside to being three degrees in like less than a minute if you couldn't control your own body temperature. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that would suck. That would suck balls. Oh, I, yeah, John, I, this is definitely parasitic. And um think it's probably, it's not airborne. It's spread through probably bodily fluids. I Well, I'm doing sweat. I've already been doing, um, I started a, a cleanse two a week ago when I got back from hunting. So yeah. I'm just continuing with the same parasite treatment I had going on. So yeah, um, I got, got the colloidal silver. I been using that that's what i did while i was gone for that whole week because i i knew i couldn't eat right so the biggest thing i paid attention to was brushing my teeth every morning using the colloidal silver because i know that's the first primary area that shit likes to get into your body so if you pay attention to one thing that you might not be able to eat right you not might not be able to drink distilled water but if you can brush your teeth with the colloidal silver that's a start at least you're not going to get as sick as if you didn't even brush your teeth so the way i look at it yeah. I mean, I was, I was healthy when I came home from hunting. I no, you weren't. Sick. No, I know. You, I wasn't you, sick you, till the kid brought home this shit. No, I, the kid passed that shit around like a fucking unwanted present. <sighs> like a slut on Christmas. <sighs> Oof. Stop talking about anyway. his girlfriend like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. God damn it. Why'd you stop? <laughs> All right. Moving right along. Where are we going? Oh. Where are we starting at? Because there's so much to talk about. There really is. We missed a lot yesterday, but not so much that. Observe and learn. Dude, we could hardly even smoke. Seriously. Because the coughing is, the cough is so bad. Yeah. Like, once I start going, it's really. It's so, it's, I think I, I smoked my first bowl at noon. Today. Yeah. No, no, not even no, like it was, two. It was one. It was yeah, one. Yeah, it was when I got back from my parents. Yep. Um, 
because I brought the kid over there to pick up his new truck. New to him, not new by any stretch of the imagination, but new to him because they have the best fucking grandparents on the face of the planet. True. So uh, They get everything. They do. We don't buy them shit. Punks. But my parents gave him a car because, you know, why not? My dad's like, oh, I'm just going to give Connor a car for Christmas. Who does that? Anyway. Apparently. That's, you know what? It's, it's fine. a Lexus commercial. Well, it's because. You know, I wish they showed the real Lexus commercials. You know, where, they, where the guy goes and he buys a car and then the wife walks out and looks at him and goes, did you just buy a fucking car without me? Have you lost your fucking Have mind? you lost your ever living fucking mind? How are we supposed to afford this? I wish there was a commercial like that. Because that's the honesty of buying a car without your wife knowing about it. Yep. The first question is, what the fuck is going through your fucking head that you went out and made a major purchase without me being present? Yep. Good. Hey, go ahead. Take your cues from mainstream media and all the fucking advertising out there. Go buy your wife a car. Tell me if you don't get shot or shot at immediately following giving your wife that car. Yes. Unless you're independently wealthy and you make a billion dollars a year, go ahead and go buy your wife a car on a median salary of $42,000 a year. Your wife will murder you before you leave the driveway in that new car. I promise you. Mm-hmm. Yep. My wife's already told me, yeah, come home with a fucking new car. I'll blow that shit up in the front yard. Yep. True story. You want to come home with something new? Come home with a fucking tank. That's the only thing I won't blow up. Well, you couldn't. Exactly. <laughs> Good luck with that one. It might come that'd, in that'd handy, be though. be fun, though. Might come in handy, though. So You know, the last time somebody used a, a tank on a street was in L.A. during that bank robbery. Yes. I kind of wish. Yeah. Anyway. That was an old M60 patent series tank, too. That wasn't even a good M1. Mm-hmm. That was that old tank. Yeah. Gus, uh, Gus asked if we've been bitten by a tick. So we have not. The dogs have. Um, the dogs have gotten a lot of. There's been a lot of ticks around lately. Um, but being that we're from originally from Connecticut, we were at where, which is the original home of Lyme disease. Of course, we know that it was actually designed and released on Plum Island in New York. Um, but uh, in, you know, into the population, but right there in Connecticut, right Plum Island. Connecticut, New York. Do you ever wonder why right there's there. a Lyme, Connecticut? Yeah. Um, that's, that that was the first case of Lyme disease was in Lyme, Connecticut. Um, but we were all trained because that happened when we were kids. I mean, we were, it's ingrained in us. Every time you come in, you strip down and check for ticks, especially this time of year. Like it's tick season right now. Um, so we're, we're, that's kind of standard. Every time we come in from outside, we check ourselves for ticks. Every time I bring the dogs in for a walk, I check them all over for ticks. Um, cause that's just standard practice for us. So we know how to get, how to get them off, get the head out. You, you take a, you light a match, blow it out, put the hot match head on the tick head. The whole, the head comes right out and you pull it out with the tweezer. That's the only way to get the whole thing out. Always use a hot match head, even on your own skin. Got to do it. Don't want to leave any bit of that tick in there because that's how you end that's up with fucking Lyme, Lyme disease. disease. Yep. So, yeah. So we're, uh, we're very careful about that. My, my best friend's mom growing up, um, Maureen, her, uh, her mom was one of the first people diagnosed with Lyme disease and she ended up with severe neurological issues I and mean, all kinds of problems that they, they fucked it up, fucked her up so bad. So 
yeah, we're very careful about tetanus. It's the gift that keeps on giving, yeah. kind of like chlamydia or gonorrhea or any of those, hepatitis C. Yeah. Any of those sexually transmitted diseases. All designed. You know what? Actually, fuck it. Let's start there then, because why not? Uh, Where are you starting? Here we go. Well, this is a little long, but I think it's really important. I'm playing. I'm going. Because I. Uh, oh, Robert Gallo. I remember this guy. I watched. I watched this the other the other day, and I was like, "Holy shit! Uh, yeah, we really need to play this." You remember this guy too. You know this guy as well. We've seen mm -hmm. his picture before. We brought him up on. Yeah, he's from Waterbury. Yeah, we've we brought him up on. Yeah, but we've also brought him up before on. Uh, on our show, we've we've had him on when we first started talking about COVID. Yeah, because he's the AIDS doctor. He's the one that said that this looked like COVID mm. or AIDS. AIDS and COVID are connected. He he was the one that said, "Hey, wait a minute. Why does this look like?" It's well, we AIDS. didn't have him personally. No, we, we, video we just we had him. video yeah, yeah, of yeah, him yeah, talking yeah. about it. Okay, well, check this out. Wikipedia search will show that Robert Charles Gallo is an American biomedical researcher and is best known for his role in the discovery of the human immunodeficiency virus and in the development of the HIV blood test. And he has been a major contributor to subsequent HIV research. However, once secreted government documents revealed by Dr. Leonard Horowitz in his book, Emerging Viruses, AIDS and Ebola, Nature, Accident or Intentional, show that Dr. Gallo has a direct communication to the creation of what we call the HIV virus. Now remember these names, people. Roy Ash, Henry Kissinger, and Vice President Nelson Rockefeller were all financial investors in a company called Lytton Bionetics under the new National Cancer Institute Bionetics Administration at the Army's Fort Detrick facility. This is where AIDS was created. These people started a program called the Special Virus Cancer Program that began in 1962, which engaged in cancer virus studies using Lytton Bionetic supplied monkeys and chimpanzees. By 1966, Lytton Bionetics researchers advanced recombinant retroviruses causing the never before seen leukemia, lymphoma, sarcoma, immune suppressive cancers, and by 1968, studies describing these developments were published. In 1968, Dr. Gallo was the National Cancer Institute's project officer at Lytton Bionetics, where new cancer viruses that were descriptively and functionally identical to HIV AIDS were being created and tested. A year later, in 1969, Henry Kissinger while serving as the White House National Security Advisor, selected the option for the use of these bioweapons for the military. And by 1970, the United States Defense Department ordered these viruses for use. Now we come to the German Merck family, which began selling drugs in 1668. Lytton Bionetics supplied the Merck Pharmaceutical Company with the bioweapon that we now call HIV and AIDS to the world. And this was even admitted by the company's then vaccine chief, Maurice Hilleman. 
And one of the first places they experimented these bioweapons on was mentally handicapped children at Willowbrook State School through a contaminated hepatitis B vaccination trial between 1970 and 1974. By 1976, after incubating the new Bionetics engineered and Merck supplied viruses for two to five years, the children at Willowbrook were rumored to be ill with a strange new disease. This was just the beginning of what we now call HIV and AIDS. This is the true story as to how HIV AIDS was created. During the late 1960s and early 1970s, originally stemming from Lytton Bionetics and distributed by Merck through contaminated vaccination trials. Now, hey, yep. Did you all ever ask yourselves the question, like in the 80s, like when I was growing up? We, we grew up in New York in the 80s. I was in New York in the 80s. I watched yeah. the AIDS epidemic firsthand. Yep. New York City, the Bronx, New York City in the 80s wasn't point zero. That was Soho in Manhattan. Yeah, no. Why? Because all the homos hung, hung out down there. Mm -hmm. Now, was it really just a gay disease? No, because I knew a lot of people who got it from blood transfusions. I knew a ton of people who got it from blood transfusions, and they were straight as an arrow. Every little girl in New York City carried what? an extra pair of socks in their pocket or in their purse to put on a toilet seat so you didn't get AIDS. Tell me something. What changed from 1974 to 1986? What changed? Well, we'll get to that too. Hold on. But oh, no, 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 no. Listen, this is important. What shut down in 19? What was the government's decision in 1978 that they said, you know what? We're going to eliminate all these things because they're barbaric and they're torturous. Mental hospitals. Bingo. What were they doing in those mental hospitals in 1978? No, they were. You just saw it. Yeah. Willowbrook was a mental institution. It was an insane asylum. For children. For children. And they tested biomedical drugs on fucking kids in the early 70s to mid 70s and 78 the u.s said no more institutionalized health care boom they eliminated it yeah. gone yeah so where else to test this shit oh we'll just give it to the people give it to the gay people that tell me prove me i'm wrong mm -hmm. if you think i'm right fine if you think i'm wrong show it to me prove it to me because that's the only thing that changed we shut down institutionalized health care in 1978 there was no more mental institutions they were out the door they were on the way down. The decline was over. Now, where else do they test it? Well, we're going to drop it off in the gay population. We'll see what happens. Nobody's going to bitch about the gay population. Nobody did bitch. Nobody asked the question. Nobody said, hey, wait a minute. Why are all these people getting sick? Where's this disease coming from? Not like COVID. COVID, you had people like me and her who wouldn't stop researching it. Who wouldn't stop looking into these people who said, hey, man, this looks a lot like AIDS. And this guy said that. Early on, one of the first things he said is, wow, this defeats other cells like AIDS. Well, that means it's man-made. Yep. Because AIDS was. Yep. Now, this is how AIDS was distributed into the American populace. This new bioweapon was then introduced to the American public through a hepatitis B vaccination trial conducted at the New York Blood Bank in 1978. The experiment at the New York Blood Bank was run by a man named Wolf Zamunez, 
who joined the New York Blood Center in 1969 and headed its laboratory of epidemiology since 1973. This hepatitis B vaccination trial was specifically for gay men who were injected with the vaccine at the New York Blood Center in Manhattan during the period of November 1978 to October 1979. As quoted in the New York Times, Zumunez was in charge of the hepatitis B vaccine field trials that began in 1978 and that were conducted among 1,083 male homosexuals. Researchers in these labs, led by Wolf Zimunez, used the contaminated hepatitis B vaccines delivered from Merck, which infected these gay men in New York. Similar hepatitis B vaccine experiments were conducted in San Francisco, Los Angeles, Denver, St. Louis, and Chicago, beginning in 1980. Months after the experiment began, the first cases of AIDS reported to the CDC appeared in young gay men in Manhattan in 1979. The first San Francisco AIDS case appeared in the city in September 1980, six months after the hepatitis B experiment started there. In June 1981, the AIDS epidemic became official. Scientists at the National Centers for Disease Control in Atlanta today released the results of a study which shows that the lifestyle of some male homosexuals has triggered an epidemic of a rare form of cancer. Robert Bazell now in Atlanta. Bobby Campbell of San Francisco and Billy Walker of New York both suffer from a mysterious newly discovered disease which affects mostly homosexual men, but has also been found in heterosexual men and women. The condition severely weakens the body's ability to fight disease. Many victims get a rare form of cancer called Kaposi's sarcoma. Others get an infection known as pneumocystis pneumonia. Researchers know of 413 people who have contracted the condition in the past year. One third have died and none have been cured. Death didn't scare me. It was, it was uh, living with this for a long time. That's more frightening than, uh, than death. Investigators have examined the habits of homosexuals for clues. I was in the fast lane at one time in terms of the way that I lived my life, and now I'm not. The best guess is that some infectious agent is causing it. Today, researchers here at the National Centers for Disease Control said they had found several cases where people who had been sex partners both had the condition. The scientists say this probably means they are dealing with some new, deadly, sexually transmitted disease. The investigators see this as a serious public health problem. From an epidemic point of view, uh, there have been more deaths from Kaposi's sarcoma and pneumocystis pneumonia than have occurred with all the cases of toxic shock syndrome and the Philadelphia outbreak of Legionnaire's disease combined. Researchers are now studying blood and other samples from the victims, trying to learn what is causing the disease. So far, they have had no luck. Robert Bazell, NBC News, Atlanta. After the hepatitis B experiment ended, Wolf Simunas insisted that all 13,000 blood specimens donated by gay men be retained at the blood center for future use. Several years later, when this blood was retested for the presence of HIV antibodies, government epidemiologists were able to detect the introduction and the spread of HIV into the gay community. Zimunas himself said that one day, Another disease may erupt and will need this material. The retesting of gay blood at the blood center proved that HIV was first introduced into the gay population of New York City sometime around 
1978 to 1979, the same year the hepatitis B vaccine trials under Zamuna's leadership began. Similar to the outbreak of HIV AIDS following the hepatitis B vaccination trials was the smallpox vaccine eradication programs sponsored by the World Health Organization in Africa. On May 11, 1987, the London Times, one of the world's most respected newspapers, published a front page story entitled, Smallpox Vaccine Triggered AIDS Virus. The story suggests that AIDS in Africa is a direct outgrowth of the World Health Organization's smallpox eradication program. The Times story is one of the most important stories ever printed on the AIDS epidemic. Yet the story was killed and never appeared in any major U.S. newspaper or magazine. Millions of Africans are reportedly infected with HIV. This large number could never have been infected by the simple act of a monkey virus jumping over to infect one African in the late 1970s. If that were the case, why don't we now have millions of AIDS cases in the U.S.? The obvious explanation for the result of millions of Africans infected with AIDS is just like that of the hepatitis B vaccines that were given to select gay populaces living in major metropolitan cities in the U.S. The vaccinations are biological weapons intended for mass depopulation. Henry Kissinger is quoted himself as stating in 1973, depopulation should be the highest priority of foreign policy towards the third world because the U.S. economy will require large and increasing amounts of minerals from abroad, especially from less developed countries. A decade before the first cases of AIDS, Dr. Donald M. MacArthur, a spokesman for the U.S. Department of Defense, told a congressional hearing that a super germ could be developed as part of our experimental biowarfare program. This genetically engineered germ would be very different from any previous microbe known to mankind. The agent would be a highly effective killing agent because the immune system would be powerless against the super microbe. A transcript of the meeting on synthetic biological agents records the following comments of Dr. MacArthur. Number one, all biological agents up to the present time are representatives of naturally occurring disease and thus are, and thus are known by scientists throughout the world. They are easily available to qualified scientists for research, either for offensive or defensive purposes. Within the next five to 10 years, it would be probably, it would probably be possible to make a new in, to make a new infective microorganism, which could differ in certain important aspects from any known disease, from any known disease causing organisms. Most important of these is that it might be refractory to the immunological, and therapeutic processes upon which we depend to maintain our relative freedom from infectious disease. A research program to explore the feasibility of this could be complete in approximately five years 
at a total cost of $10 million. It would be very difficult to establish such a program. Molecular biology is a relatively new science. There are not many competent science, there are not many competent scientists in the field. Almost all are in university laboratories, and they are generally adequately supported from sources other than other than the Department of Defense. However, it was considered possible to initiate an adequate program through the National Academy of Sciences, National Research Council. The matter was discussed with the NASNRC and tentative plans were made to initiate the program. However, decreasing funds in chemical biological research, growing criticism of the CB program, and our reluctance to involve the NASNRC in such a controversial endeavor have led us to have led us to postpone it for the past two years. It is a highly controversial issue, and there are many who believe such research should not be undertaken. Let it lead to yet another method of massive killing of large populations. Should an enemy develop it, there is little doubt that it is an important area of potential military technological inferiority in which there is no adequate research program. This testimony proves further that HIV was created in biowarfare and biowarfare laboratories organized by organized by specific branches of the US military and funded through US Army government contracted pharmaceutical companies. During the 1970s, the US Army's biowarfare program intensified, particularly in the area of DNA and gene splicing research. Renouncing germ warfare except for medical defensive research, President Richard, President Richard Nixon or, in 1971 ordered that a major part of the Army's bio-warfare bio research be transferred over to the National Cancer Institute, exactly where HIV would be discovered a decade later by Dr. Robert Gallo. So I got a question for you. Mm. <clears throat> now that you've heard that, <clears throat> sorry, my bad. That um, was important. Got a question Long, for you. But hey, where did we, how did we get to the atomic bomb? I, I'm asking. No, I'm dead serious. Because Oppenheimer did not come up with the atomic bomb on himself. He didn't. Mm -hmm. Dr. Alfred Wood Wilcott, he was a British scientist in 10 years before Oppenheimer. He was measuring, studying the effects of an atom smasher. And what he did was during the smashing of the atoms, he theorized that the two atoms smashing together, the residual output given from those two atoms smashing together, the explosive and dramatic effect that is given when you see two molecules, tiny in size, smack together, and there's a great big bolt of lightning. He theorized that if they created a bomb that made two atoms meet at the exact right point, that bomb would destroy everything. Oh, yeah. So they built it. So they built it. Because why not? How do you think they fucking came up with COVID or AIDS? It started with a military scientist looking at it saying, how many more people can I kill with this? Think, you say I'm wrong, right? Watch the new James Bond. 
Remember, it was a pinpointed weapon. It's a new James targeted. Bond, genetically targeted to familial, familial DNA strands. Yep. And it would only kill those that have the strand. Yep. What's COVID? COVID is based on the vaccine. If you get the vaccine, COVID's going to attack you more. Why? Because more people have died from the vaccine, from COVID, or with the vaccine, from COVID, than those who have never been inoculated. Let's forget the fact that no vaccines ever worked to begin with. Nope. Let's just remember that right off the bat. That's just a, a feel well. Oh, you got a boo-boo. Here we go. Mm -hmm. There's an injection. You'll feel good. I can give you a placebo of water too. It won't do anything for you, but it'll make you feel better. <sighs> just saying. This what? is stupid that we didn't, wait, you didn't think that was. You, you didn't think that our government created AIDS and released it on the populace? You mean the same the government that flew planes into a World Trade Center that blew it up? You mean the same government that also has been behind Ukraine and COVID and probably behind this Israel-Palestine shit? We just they don't are. know about oh, it yet. We're, we're going to get to that in a minute. Mm. I, I'm just guessing. Before we get there. But so when their, when their AIDS pandemic didn't work to kill off of all of the gay people, they went, uh, they went a different route. They yeah. created a new disease. Well, no, but think, think, what happened in 2012? Go track how many times the word racism was mentioned. And around 2012, it shoots up. Yep. Social justice shoots up. Transgenderism shoots up. White privilege shoots up. This was forced on the American people. Why are we having these conversations now? No, the people did not wake up one day and decide we want to have a national conversation about chicks with dicks. That didn't happen. This wasn't an organic movement. It was all of the most powerful people decided this is what we're going to talk about. And why was that? Look, when you're failing on policy, you pivot to a culture war. Yep. You pit people yep. against each other, so they're fighting each other. Yep. We had in this country, we had an Occupy Wall Street movement where leftists were standing outside of big banks screaming we are the 99 percent right-wingers had a populist movement called the tea party where yep. they were outraged about the bailouts of big banks yep. unsustainable debt government spending they don't like that that's not what the powers that be like look they like you fighting about issues like abortion now i'm not saying abortion isn't a very important issue it's a very important issue but the, us fighting about that issue doesn't scare anyone at the federal reserve it doesn't scare anyone in the cia they don't care if you fight about that issue they love you fighting over transgender bathrooms yep it's true. It's true. Let's keep the populace. Let's keep them busy. This so, is how we do it. We keep you busy. We we keep you worrying about the little shit. So the big shit you don't pay attention to. I want I want you to think about this though, because we talked the other day, not yesterday, the day before, about the economy. In well, we started talking about it in '55, and then in the '70s as well, right? The gas lines in the late '70s and the early '80s. Yep. What distracted the people from their economic woes? AIDS. AIDS. Yep. Yeah. The worry was AIDS. The worry was AIDS. The worries we're all going to die from AIDS. Yep. Because of those nasty gay people. No, they were dirty. Whatever. They went with dirty. They, you're right. They went with dirty. They went with dirty. Just, just like they've done with the Jews. Yep. Yeah. Just like the Germans did. Just with the like Jews. the Germans did with the Jews. Yep. Why? To distract you from the fact that you had no fucking money. Yeah, that you were standing in line for three hours to get a tank of gas. You're more worried about your brother 
I'm so sorry that your brother died from AZT poisoning in 96, because I'll tell you what, more people died from AZT poisoning than they actually did from AIDS. Thank you, Dr. Anthony Fauci, mm -hmm. for pushing that one on everybody. Or Jackie said he had a friend die from AIDS in 82. You were more worried about your friends dying about your health. Very true. Than about your bank account. Yep. All of a sudden, you got distracted. Well, we were back on the, the mend by 82, 83, because Reagan was back in office. Granted, mm -hmm. we were picking up pieces. We were still trying to figure out because Ford fucked everything up so bad. We were still trying to put things back in order. But in 79, when they started it, they didn't know that was no. going to happen. Yeah, Ford was, in, Ford was in office. Yeah. Gerald Ford was in office. They wanted a the piece of shit that lives right up here, up the road from us in yeah, Georgia. His family. No, him. He lives up Isn't there too. Is he dead? No, his wife just died. He hasn't kicked the bucket yet. Oh, that's too bad. There'll be another presidential funeral when he dies. And you know what? He's happy to die now. He is not the worst president in history. He will go oh, down. You're talking about Carter. As, you're talking about Carter. Carter. I'm yeah, sorry. Gerald Ford has been dead. Yeah, Gerald Ford's dead. Yeah. Carter. I'm talking about you're Jimmy talking Carter. Carter. Yes. I was like, Ford. What? Yeah. Okay. Jimmy, Jimmy Carter. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. I'm sorry. I meant I meant Jimmy Carter, not Gerald. But you know, who is the most famous person to get AIDS? Magic Johnson. Yeah. By far, and he's still alive. Exactly. You he know never why? Took the AZT. Because he never took the AZT. Yep. He went the herbal route. Yep. He went the natural route. Homeopathic. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Everything can be cured with the medicine that God gave us, not the shit that the government's creating. He said he never trusted Fauci. No. Can you blame him? I can't say that I do. Um, I actually, I asked Liana to play this on her show yesterday because she it was, I know she did, um, but not everybody watches Liana's show that watches us. And that's this true. is really important. This is so, what's going on right now. So if is, you feel like shit right now, if you got the chills, if you're like me and you're just fucking totaled, this is what you need to listen to because this is the most important advice you'll hear all day. Seriously. Get out a pen and paper, people. Take notes on this. I'm not kidding. And I put this in, uh, I put this in our Telegram chat. Um, I might have played it the other night, but I'm going to play it again. I don't care because it's really important. Hold that scroll. If you haven't caught it, you're probably going to. We're dealing with one hell of a lung virus here in the United States and over in the UK. They're literally calling it the 30-day cough over there, and it is no joke. It presents in the sinuses and quickly moves to the lungs, causing all kinds of problems. I've had clients with coughs so intense, they've ripped the cartilage in between the rib cage. Mucus buildup so substantial in the lungs, they've had to go in the ER and have it pumped out. Now, I'm not trying to freak you out. I'm just trying to give you an idea of how intense this virus is. So you're on top of it. If you start feeling sick, you get the chills, hit yourself with some zinc. If you've been unfortunate enough to already catch the virus and you're dealing with the side effects, I got you. So we're dealing with a mucus buildup in the body that we're not able to break down and get out. We're looking at an enzyme called bromelain, naturally found in pineapples. You can get a supplement. Now's a great brand, four to 600 milligrams every two hours. All right. Back to the source, pineapples, all right? I got a smoothie that's going to help with the cough, the throat, the stomach, and the inflammation. One pineapple peel, core included. One lemon peeled with as much white left on it as possible. One quarter teaspoon of black pepper, which is going to activate the half a teaspoon of turmeric, a half a teaspoon of cayenne pepper, two inches of ginger, and a pinch of salt. Blend it all up. Serving size is about a half a cup. Chew it up, swish it up, whatever you need to do to make it warm before you swallow it, throw it in the fridge and consume within 24 hours. All right, folks, this should help mitigate a lot of the side effects and help pull your immune system through this. All right, like, follow, repost. Have a wonderful day. Now
now a lot of us are asking the question, well, that's great, but where did it come from? That heals me, but where did it come from? This is my natural reaction. This is my thought. You guys remember the video we just did um, a couple days ago. We did a video of us cleaning out our water mm -hmm. distiller. You remember the oil that we found? I, you know, we've never seen that. We've cleaned that water distiller fucking close to a hundred times. Easy. I, we have never, ever fucking seen water like that. What are the possibilities that they put something in our water in the last couple of weeks? And that's why everybody's getting sick. And we just happened to catch it when we found the water distiller and with all that shit in it. Is that possible? I think so. Is this the reason everybody's getting sick because they had some really funky fucked up shit in their water? I think so. This is, this is definitely, it, it would definitely add to the suspicion. Let's put it that way. Y'all remember this. Okay. So we just cleaned the distiller and this that's left in there is oil. Is oil. I, I don't know what kind of, it's oil. I mean, it's straight up oil. Look at the crystal lines on we the side. We put tap water in there, citric acid. And that's it. And boiled it. And boiled it. And that's it. That's what came out. And that's what came out of the that, distiller. That's what's in your tap water that's now, That's what you folks. drink. Holy I, shit. That, that is, is gross. Nasty. Just, just think about that for a second. They put that in their water before Christmas. I didn't get sick till after Christmas. Mm -hmm. My kids weren't even sick yet when we, we did that. Mm, no, Connor, Connor was. Connor oh, had already Connor gotten was, sick, yeah. Connor was already sick at yeah. that point. Um, and, That's pretty and fucking nasty. And got sent home the Next Monday day. before Christmas. Yeah. Connor had it like a week before. Yeah. Um, and he got it from his girlfriend. So, I mean, just think about it. They stuck that in the water a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Everybody's getting sick now. Is that possible? I would say it adds up. When you start looking at different shit, I'd say, well, that's the only thing that's changed. A little different. You put oil in our water. That's fucking gross. Yep. Um, Latanya, if you can't take zinc, darling, then you need to, that zinc is a integral mineral that everybody needs to survive. I mean, it's, it's literally a part of your. She your, might not be able to take the raw form, bio, but so. you can take it. You, you should be able to take it in. Um, yeah, you probably, I mean, you, you probably can't take a zinc supplement, but um, you can, there's zinc in a lot of your food, actually. So. Tons. Uh, when was the last time you were sick before this, babe? A long time ago. Years. Yeah. I don't even know. When you got your anthrax shot? No, it would probably have been, um, no, it, shit, it was before I, it was before I ever left the fire department. I was still working at the fire department the last time I was sick. Yeah. Okay. That was the last time I was sick. It's yeah. been a hot minute. Yeah. I don't get sick a lot. And when I do, it's, it's, it's pretty bad. It's the man flu and he's going to die. Sorry. So far, I have that. not done that <laughs> I know. yet once. I know you haven't. <laughs> you love to sit there and talk that shit. but I know. I know. All right. What's next? Oh, all right. So, uh, y'all know that Tucker went and, um, Interviewed Julian Assange, right? Huh? Tucker went over. No. And interviewed, he interviewed Julian Assange. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't give a shit. Um, so, uh, although he, I don't think he's actually released the interview yet, he did a, a short. A short. He's been doing shorts, which I like. I like the shorts. The video was a problem for the government because officials had lied about what happened that day. 
at one point the pentagon claimed the video didn't even exist assange proved that it did a few years later assange upended a presidential race by publishing a trove of internal emails from the democratic party democrats claimed the emails had been hacked by the russian government but they hadn't been that was a lie the emails had been leaked from within the dnc itself almost certainly by a disgruntled employee those emails proved that hillary clinton's campaign had rigged the 2016 democratic primary against bernie sanders it was the scoop of the decade but it was only one of many that julian assange broke for the crime of upstaging them and embarrassing their patrons the media hated Julian Assange even more. And especially with Assange, what, what bothers me the most is that he hides under this sort of broad definition of a journalist. And we have to come out and say that this is not, you know, stealing and, and using disinformation for a foreign government yeah. is not journalism. This is a no-brainer. This guy, Julian Assange, directed and led an organization that led to the largest breach of classified information in U.S. history. This is not some do-gooder whistleblower. Assange is a criminal. He's damaged national security. Assange isn't a journalist. He's a criminal, squeaked the faithful servants of power. Embarrassed governments around the world agreed. The government of Sweden, acting in concert with British authorities, charged Assange with a fake sex crime. He's a rapist, they said. Global media amplified the lie. Ultimately, the charges were dropped for lack of evidence. But by that point, Julian Assange was a prisoner. He'd been driven into internal exile in the Ecuadorian embassy in London, where he sought political asylum. He spent more than seven years there, unable to leave. Then, in 2017, Assange broke his last big story. WikiLeaks revealed the existence of an illegal CIA spying program. Assange withheld most of the details of that program so as not to compromise American national security. But the story was still deeply humiliating to the CIA. In Washington, CIA director Mike Pompeo decided to murder him. Pompeo discussed with his deputies how the CIA might kidnap Assange from the embassy in London or poison him inside. That is not conjecture. Multiple witnesses heard Mike Pompeo say that. At the time, keep in mind, Julian Assange had not been charged with any crime in the United States. Mike Pompeo considered it a death penalty offense to embarrass the CIA. Death penalty, my ass. Mm. It's not hard to embarrass the CIA. They suck at their job anyway. I mean, they embarrass They're, themselves all the time. I was about to say, they do it all to themselves every day of the week. The American people don't trust them. Nobody trusts the government. Who? No. no. Which, all right. So if you're listening to us and you trust the government, tell me how. Yeah. Prove me wrong. Tell me where they've told you the truth. They haven't told us the truth since day fucking one. We still have no idea who killed Kennedy. What, they released some documents? They didn't tell you who the shooter was. They didn't give you the video of the people on the grassy knoll. They didn't give you the video from the shooter's eyepiece from when he was pulling the trigger. They ain't told the truth about shit. Oh, they're telling us about aliens, oh, Mick. They're telling us about UFOs. No, what they're doing is here's some smoke. Here's some more mirrors so you don't see what we're doing. Because what they're doing under the scene... Stealing and rigging elections, ensuring that the power elite stay in power, and to ensure that the power elite continue to poison the rest of the American people the way they're doing it, and to ensure that the border stays open. Why? Because we got to have replacements come in that, that can still vote for them, because we're not going to do it. Hey, now 
three years later. And, and hold on, I apologize. Don't mean to interrupt. Uh-huh. But to the person who said, well, we'll just find out when this election happens. Okay. If you want to wait that long, that's fine. Isn't that what we said about the last one? You already know that they're going to steal it. You already know that. They're going, they stole the last one. We watched them do it. Everybody that's caught on to it said, yeah, you know, there was some voting irregularities. It was really weird. Don't understand how. You know that- We've showed you Ridley Freeman, Shea Moss. We've showed you all the video evidence of them fucking with the election. Now there's more. Did you know that Russian textbooks currently say that um, the 2020 election was stolen from Trump due to Democrat interference, interference, voting, yep. stealing, essentially stealing the votes. Yep. 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 <laughs> what, yeah. what we got to go to Russia now to get our history. Yeah. Is that where we're at? Is yeah. that where we're at America? Is it that bad? We got to go to Russia to get our history. Well, I mean, Putin's telling everyone to grow their own food and um, he's researching Tartaria. Weird. Yeah. Weird. We have county water. Weird. Unfortunately, we are not on a well. Wish we were. Mm-hmm. We do have one of those uh, those under sink filters too, though, Ben. So he said, yeah. I, "He said I only put filtered water in my distiller. I have an under counter multi filter system that comes out a small spout in our sink. But we have the same thing. So, um, but we like to test the tap water and distill that and see what comes out the bottom. It's fucking gross." Maybe we should try it with the filtered water. I wonder what would happen then. Interesting. Anyway. Only find out. Yeah. So uh, here, this is coming out in Maricopa now. Maricopa County. Yep. Where they... More election shit going on. Weird shit. This is all weird, folks. Remember, they're breaking seals and removing memory cards. And they said in Maricopa County, this never happened. Yet we have video of it. Here it is. Watch her right there. She's breaking the seal right there. There's no talking in this. Yeah. She's breaking the seal. She's removing memory cards directly out of the machines right there. That's what she's doing. She's walking around to the two machines behind her and behind him. And he can't see what she's doing. She's removing memory cards. And then she's taking the memory cards and she put them down there for reprogramming. These are votes that are already been counted, supposedly. Or no, they haven't been counted yet. They're putting in the new... The new votes. The cards. The new cards so they can tabulate the votes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no no, no election fraud here. None. None. No. Didn't see any. Yeah. And there's the other woman. She's doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Breaking tabs, pulling out memory cards giving them over to the dude who's at the computer, and then he's taking the cards, reprogramming the cards, and putting them back in the machines. Hmm. There you go. There's a problem there, folks. I don't know if anybody's not seen it. They stole the last election from us. And I'm not talking about 2020. I'm talking about this last one we just had in 22. They stole that one from us. From Carrie Lake. Yep. Folks. And then here in Georgia... Hey, you remember in Colorado, there was that Republican that was running for governor. He was running against the incumbent, mm-hmm. liberal incumbent. And mm-hmm. He lost. Mm-hmm. What do you want to bet? He won. Oh, absolutely. Because they would have never brought a charge up like that in Colorado yep. to remove Trump from the ballot. If that other guy had won the Colorado election. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Guarantee they stole it from him, too. Yep. This is here in Georgia. 
pronouncing that correctly? Yes, sir, you did. Thank you. Yeah, um, two minutes. The floor is yours. Thank you. Uh, my name is Jeff Fulgham. Uh, I live in Fargo, Georgia. I'm retired military, and I served 20 years in the military, and I have 14 years of experience as a research historian. In December of 2021, I filed a fraud report with CISA, uh, the Cybersecurity Agency of DHS, concerning Fulton County 2020. Um, I then briefed the FBI on this report on three occasions. What I told the FBI was that I believed that the duplicate batches that Mr. Rossi proved were actually entered intentionally. They had been altered and, in, and, and then duplicated. And I did six months of research on this. Following my discussion, th these were 6,000 gross fake votes added to the Fulton hand count. Um, following my discussion with the FBI, two months later, the Georgia Secretary of State made the following admission. He said that the Fulton hand count was actually off by several thousand because they, count, they scanned ballots twice. Immediately after that, though, at the March hearing here at the State Election Board for the Mr. Rossi hearing, the investigators concealed that evidence from the board and the people. So I then filed my second fraud report, this one with the AG, who also buried this evidence. Now I filed a, a complaint with the Office of the Inspector General, and I have requested that they investigate the Georgia Secretary of State as well as the AG for mishandling and concealing evidence from 2020. And if the media would like to look into my complaint with the IG, the complaint number is 71933C143F, and my last name is Fulgham, F-U-L-G-H-A-M. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Fulgham. They covered it up. Not a surprise. They have been covering up evidence of election fraud since the day it happened. And people have proved it over and over again. And they filed complaints. And they just get swept under the rug. You know why? Because here in the red state of Georgia, it's two wings of the same bird. Brian Kemp is owned by China. Jo fucking Brad Rathisberger, worthless burger, stole his election. So did Car Chris Carr. They all stole their elections. Nobody wins with 80% of the fucking vote. George Washington did not win with 80% of the vote. Abraham Lincoln didn't win with 80% of the vote. And yet, Brian Kemp did. So did Brad Raffensperger. Mm -hmm. Weird. So, Weird. And in the primary, Candace Taylor got exactly 5% of what? Of um, Kemp's total. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly 5%. That's impossible. It is. So mathematically, statistically speaking, it's impossible. It's impossible. You, you couldn't come to a perfect number like that. Not with the number of people that vote. Even um, I shit, I went on tonight because tonight's Powerball. So if you guys haven't gotten your Powerball tickets, mm -hmm. go get your Powerball tickets. It's like 670 million or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. But I went on tonight just to fuck with it, just to see. I asked chat GPT to give me the next numbers. Mm -hmm. I, I, what, what are the what are the numbers? The winning numbers going to be? I, I can't computate that. Hmm. Why? I thought AI could do everything. No. Apparently not. No, not all of AI. Uh, all right. So 
Georgia's Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, refuses to testify under oath about the Secretary of State's Dominion voting machines. As the Gateway Pundit reported earlier this year, the Federal District Court for the Northern District of Georgia unsealed the 96-page Halderman Report in June of 23, the security analysis of Georgia's image cast ex-ballot marking devices. Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger was hiding this report from the public for two years. University of Michigan Professor of Computer Science and Engineering Jay Halderman and security researcher and assistant professor at Auburn University Drew Sregal, Sringal, collaborated on the report while they discovered many exploitable vulnerabilities in the Dominion Voting System's ImageCast X system. Far-left Georgia Judge Amy Totenberg sealed and covered up the results of the investigation on Dominion voting machines in Georgia and sat on the report for two years until its release last summer. The report confirms that votes can be altered in the Dominion voting machines. In fact, the report reveals that Dominion software is vulnerable and can be hacked. Trump-hating Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger hid this information from the public until June. There's a copy on Scribd. Professor Halberman wrote about his findings in a blog post after the report's release. Back in September of 2020, the court granted the curling plaintiffs access to one of Georgia's touchscreen ballot marking devices so that they could access, assess its security. Uh, Drew and I extensively tested the machine and we discovered vulnerabilities in nearly every part of the system that is exposed to potential attackers. The most critical critical problem we found is an arbitrary code execution vulnerability that can be exploited to spread malware from a country's central election management system to every BMD in the jurisdiction. This makes it possible to attack the BMDs at scale over a wide area without needing physical access to any of them. Yeah, so... Um, Here's the thing. Raffensperger said, this was recent, the office also announced that there will be pilots of recently election assistant commission certified version of democracy suite 5.17 in 2023. The software has not been deployed in any election in any jurisdiction as of yet. The pilots will examine its full functionality in a real world, real world setting. Also in reviewing the processes, it will require an update of the nearly 45,000 pieces of voting equipment along with the subsequent acceptance testing. This process will take tens of thousands of man hours. Therefore, the statewide move to 5.17 will occur following the 2024 election cycle. This will allow the state and counties to focus on executing municipal elections and running the presidential cycle. It also allows the state to put together a thoughtful, thorough plan to roll out the latest software. Look, this is this is what I think this is. All right. Listen, mm -hmm. this is all this is. He's already gone deep, folks. Oh, yeah. He, he's already run his course. All right, listen. Brad Worthlessberger has about five minutes left of life, if you think about it. He's got the rest of this year. Because the second that Donald Trump is, is elected again, if he does get elected, if we make it that far, do you think Brad Raffensperger is going to stay as Secretary of State in Georgia? No. Do you not believe for one second that there will be investigation after investigation into what happened down here in Georgia? In every other state that there was possible election fraud in, I, I can't happen to believe, unless Donald Trump really doesn't want to get to the bottom of it, which is, why didn't he start a bunch of these investigations when he first got in office? He didn't know they existed, Mick. Okay, well, now he knows. Why are we still standing by? Our election was stolen from us. It's not Donald Trump's election. It was our election. 
It was our job to put him in office. I mean, I thought it's bad enough when you do that. When you do that, you show that everything else is below board. When you steal an election, everything else from that point on is fruit of the poisonous tree. It's all a crime. Anything you do from that point on is a crime. So now Secretary Raffensperger refuses to testify before the court in January regarding the state's voting machines. What? Uh, he goes all over the news saying how safe and secure they are, but he can't go testify to it. Why doesn't he want to testify? What are you, what are you afraid question. of, Brad? Last month, U.S. District Judge Amy Totenberg ruled that a lawsuit against Georgia's use of electronic voting machines must go to a non-jury trial in January. She ordered Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger to defend the state's utilization of electronic voting prior to the upcoming presidential primary election because the lawsuit questions whether Georgia's current system of computerized voting is safe or whether it is vulnerable to potential hacking. However, the state using taxpayer money, is now appealing to the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals to keep Raffensperger from testifying. So says one lawyer to James Magazine Online, familiar with the case, quote, Raffensperger selected the system, repeatedly defends the system as secure, but now can't take an hour or so in federal court to defend it? So the 11th Circuit Court will meet on Friday to decide. That will be tomorrow to decide if Raffensperger should testify. Does, does, is it, do we have any lawyers in here? Do we have any pro bono lawyers in here that would? I, I'm a Georgia citizen. I would like to file a lawsuit against Brad, Brad Raffensperger for stealing the 2020 election. Yep. And I want to see all the Dominion voting machines, and I don't want to use them in the next election. Is there a way that somebody out there that's really smart with uh, legalese can uh, do me a favor and write up a brief for me and send it to me and I'll, I'll pay all the money to, to get it pushed forward. But I want to file, file a lawsuit. So that motherfucker has to come back to me and explain to me why we're not using paper ballots in the state of Georgia. Cause I got to tell you, fuck machines. Hey, the guy down in Argentina just took over. Do you hear what he did? He, he took every fucking machine, he threw it in a pile, he threw a hand grenade in there, blew them all up. That, I mean, they got rid of the machines before he got elected. That's how he got elected. And then they got rid of every single person in the federal government. That is called clean sweep. 5,000 jobs. Dropped them. Dropped 12 appointed offices. Said, nope, you're no longer they, needed. Like the, the Committee for um, Diversity and Inclusion? And gone. Residential renewal? Gone. gone. Anything that was a libtarded Sustainable development? Bullshit? Gone. gone. Yeah. DEI? Gone. All gone. All of that shit's gone. He's yep. cleaned house. Yeah. Oh, They're yeah. They're going to kill it. He found on the books 121 cars... For his office yep. and 242 drivers for his office that didn't exist. Yep. So he threw it out. How many, how many offices do you think exist in Washington, D.C. that are just like that? Yeah, that are just on the books, just so that someone can collect the money. Who do you think's gotten those salaries? You know, I, I like to think one of the jobs I did when I was in the military, when I was a counterintelligence agent, one of the cool things was, is other than it being an oxymoron, one of the cool things about it was, is that we had like a real world peacetime mission to do. Like our job was protecting the nation's secrets. How do you do that? Well, first of all, you got to be able to get around. Do you know how hard it was for us just to get a car for our office? It took me three years of bitching and pissing and moaning and kicking people in the teeth until I finally got a car from GSA. Yep. We needed it to do our job. 
Yeah. Yet the government wouldn't give it to us to do our fucking job. Yep. But yet, I guarantee there's an office out there that's got 280 vehicles. They're all brand new. They've all got gas cards and they got like two drivers. And they don't need the fucking cars. Yeah, they don't exist. All right. Before we smoke, we're going to do a little um, palate cleanse. Funny, funny. Yes. Funny. This is humor. This is awesome, actually. Okay. This is in uh, Cambodia. Yeah. Okay. Bermuda. Boom die. <laughs> okay, so if you're lurking, this elephant stops every sugarcane truck that goes by to steal sugarcane off of it before he lets them pass. That's fucking cool. (laughs) Here comes another one. Here it comes. Nope. Elephants in the middle of the road. He's still eating the last sugarcane. He's like, nope, stop right here. You got to stop. I need some more. You got to pay your toll, motherfucker. Bring on that fucking sugarcane. I need a snack. Dude, I'm sorry. That truck could not handle that elephant. Fuck no. That elephant would hit that truck and turn it into fucking. He's taking sugar, a whole thing of it right off the top. Okay, you can go now. Go on. Go on. I'm waiting for the next truck. Go. <laughs> Here comes another one. No, nah, it's the first one. No, it's not. Oh, no, it's not. No, no. Right. This this goes on for like. Holy shit. <laughs> See, he's still got sugar cane on the ground. Gotta love this elephant. <laughs> he's like, nope. Fuck that. Hey, if you're going to bring it to me on a plate, I'm going to eat it. No shit. That's some DoorDash right there. (laughs) (laughs) Cambodian DoorDash for elephants. (laughs) Can you imagine we had elephants here? People wouldn't know what to do. People don't know what to do with meese, let alone fucking an elephant. You know. I was walking the dogs this morning and uh, there was a guy that I hadn't seen before. He's visiting here. He just moved. I guess he just moved to the neighborhood with his dad. Um, Our other neighbor then came by and told me about him, but uh, he was walking right behind us. Like, I mean, he was, I don't know, maybe 30 or 40 paces behind us when we came out right of the driveway and started walking. He followed us the whole way down the causeway and he stopped on the causeway at the bridge and he's watching the water and Seamus had his eye on him the whole time. Right. He's like, he sees this person trailing us. Right. And then when he got further behind us, Seamus is straight up turning around going, wait, where'd that dude go? Like what happened? Where'd he go? To the point where Seamus made us turn around before we got to the end of the causeway. So he'd go back and check on this guy. And I was like, Seamus is, he is incredibly curious. And he just, he, he didn't know where he went. He had to come and make sure you were okay. And Seamus went right up to this guy and licked his hand, which is so weird. Like that doesn't happen. Seamus does not do that with people. He is, he can be a little skittish just because he's so big. Um, but, uh, then, and he was like, oh no, I love dogs. And, and he's a black guy. So I, most honestly, most black people are very scared of Seamus. They tend to be scared of large dogs. I don't know why. Seamus is the freaking gentlest giant ever, but he loved him. And Seamus loved this guy. And um, anyway, so we got, 
we got home and our other neighbor, who was actually a gold star mom, came by and she had actually just talked to him for 45 minutes. She'd gone on a walk and she talked to him and she, uh, she stopped by to tell me that she really enjoyed the good book that I did on Christmas day. She said, uh, whatever message I said was exactly what she needed to hear. I was so sick on Christmas day. I honestly have no idea what I said, but I'm glad that it made a difference for someone. So, but she was telling me that he was actually a, a mainstream media broadcaster up North, like, up in New York, this guy. And um, he quit because he couldn't couldn't take the lies anymore. They kept telling him to say things that he knew wasn't true. And he couldn't understand. Like, no one else seemed to understand that this was just a big tissue of lies. And he couldn't take it anymore. He quit. Now he's going to be a teacher down here. Yep. So I said, good. We need teachers like that. Based. Who understand that uh, they lie constantly. All the time. All they do is lie. We got to drop. Nope. No oh, red pill we today. We stopped it. No, we no, we, we did not. We did not start red pill today. Right. Um, the red pill project is going through some. Big changes. Some shakeups. Yes, some, some, some growing pains, some changes, some shakeups, whatnot. So, um, so yeah, no red pill project today. Hope you guys are over here instead. I don't know what to tell you. Is what it is. Hopefully it'll be back up and running tomorrow. So um I'm just gonna get Josh to give it to me so I can do my damn self. There you go. That makes it too easy. It really is. I hate depending on other people to do it because things happen. So anyway. Y'all know what time it is? It is about that time. It is that time. You gonna mute that or are you no. gonna just keep playing it? All right. I'm gonna keep playing it. You're going to grab it. So you know what time it is, fuckers. If it's legal for you where you're at, and if, or if you just, who gives Whatever. a shit, let's Don't do give it. A fuck. Let's burn one down for the J-Man. You know what? This is only like the second fall we smoked today. Shamey is a good boy. Seriously, we smoke. We smoke lot. like Jamaicans, and this, uh uh. Although, I will say, I was uh, I was looking for rice for the dog food last night, which I couldn't find. Um, but I found the Bissy Tea. Yes, you did. That, that I bought in Jamaica. Oh my God, that was a game changer for us last night. Yeah. If Let you guys breathe. aren't if you guys aren't familiar with Bissy Tea, B I S S Y, it's actually from the Cola Nut, K O L A Nut. Um, that's uh, that was brought over to Jamaica you know, generations ago. Either way, and, it is the Jamaicans' go-to if you're ill. Yes, it is their go-to. And it's literally just dried ground cola nut. And you just put it in hot water and drink it. Oh, my God. That's it. That's all it takes. It is... Good stuff. A little yeah. honey for sweetener. That's it. It'll help you out. So if you can get your hands on some Bissy tea, Bissy tea is the way to go right now. If you're sick. Now, he actually, you said that Tucker actually interviewed Assange. We might have to pay for that to go watch it. I don't want to, but we might have to because it might be worth it. I mean, you if know, that's how much fire he brought just in his little short, there might be a lot more there that he talks about. He might talk about some of the documents, how he found them. 
how he found out how he got into the internet. I'd love to hear all of that. What yeah. he did, what he found, what they said to him. I'd love to because if Pompeo was remember, Pompeo was also under Trump, folks. Yeah. That means Trump was calling for this guy to die. Just saying. Well, that's got to make you wonder. It's got to at least draw the question. Uh, well, Pompeo was calling for Assange to die before Trump came into office. That was when he was still head of the CIA. Yeah. Well, he was still under Trump. He was even worse because he was DOJ under Trump. Mm-hmm. No, I know. Um, I just wonder if Trump said that or if Trump knew that or if he was uh, playing along. Yet another snake in the grass. Pompeo, we know he's a fucking snake in the grass. All I know is if Trump doesn't come in with like, what is it, 13 cabinet seats he's got to fill or 22 cabinet seats he's got to fill. If he doesn't come in with 22 (laughs) names that we all have never heard of before, we might be fucked. Yeah. I'm just saying, if he doesn't come in with brand new names that nobody's heard of, nobody heard about these people before and they never had political careers before, we're okay. If he comes in with 22 names of people we've all heard of before, that ain't good. That ain't good at all. That means he's letting the fucking swamp control him again. Uh, Maine just removed Trump from the ballot. Maine did? Colorado just put him back on the ballot. Secretary of State in Colorado said that uh, he is back on the ballot until SCOTUS decides otherwise. Who said that Maine? Tracy, right there. Maine just removed Trump from the ballot. No, I got to look that up. It's not that I don't trust you, Tracy. I do. I just got to look. I can't believe that. Maine is like, Maine Maine is is purple. Maine is used to be seriously hardcore uh, red. And if they've gone purple, that is a big issue. That's. Holy yep. shit. Maine's top election official has removed former President Donald Trump from the state's 2024 ballot in the surprising decision based on the 14th Amendment's insurrection ban. Ex- so, wow. you know. Wow, we're so fucked. Colorado, like I said, Colorado's Secretary of State, that fucking libtard actually. Um, put she him got, back on it? She, she put him back on it because she wow. got so much hate. Yeah, pushback. Um, that she basically said it's in SCOTUS's hands. So because he appealed to the Supreme Court, uh, he's back on the ballot pending the Supreme Court decision. But that would have honestly pushed SCOTUS <coughs> to kind of, because he was back on the ballot there, that, I mean, SCOTUS could have just said, nah, whatever, and let it ride. You know, But now that he's off the main ballot, they're going to have to look at it. In, on, in honesty, in all honesty, SCOTUS really shouldn't have any authority over this. Hear me out. Hear me out on this before you all jump down my throat. Let's look at one thing here. Let's remember what the Constitution says, all right? Because I'm always going to go back to that. No matter what, that's my crutch. I will always go back to the Constitution. So one document we all agree on. According to that document, the federal government has less power than individual states. According to that document, If the Supreme Court rules it, the highest court in the land, then yes, it should be law across the 50 states imposed by the federal government. However, each state is individual and different in and out of their own. Which means if their Supreme Court upholds and says, no, Trump can't be on it, then Trump should not be allowed on it no matter what the Supreme Court says. 
because the state court is higher in authority than the Supreme Court. And it should be that way because that's the way it was sold to each individual state. Now, don't get me wrong. I get you. It hasn't been that way since probably about 1892. But that being said, even though it hasn't been that way, according to all, if we're going to play by the book. Yeah, but no way that the Constitution says that one person, a secretary of state, can remove the front runner. No, 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 no. The opposing Colorado's Colorado did not. But Maine just did. Colorado, Colorado suggested it. Mm -hmm. They put a bill for it on it. They were going to let the people vote on it. And the Supreme Court in, in Colorado stepped in and said, no, 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 no. They took it under advice and then they removed it. The Supreme Court in Colorado removed him. Yes, in Maine, this is just an election. Who gives a shit about this person? Yeah. She doesn't, she has absolutely no fucking say whatsoever. Yeah, that is that's not her purview. That's not her job at all. No. It's the people to decide, not you, madam. You are not judge, jury, and executioner here, you dumb bitch. I, that part, yes, I completely agree with all of you on that. But the one in Colorado, the problem in Colorado is that the Supreme Court did rule on it in Colorado. If we're going to play by the book, let's play by the book. The Constitution says that the states carry more weight. Well, then the state should be able to say, no, you're not allowed on the ballot. Mm -hmm. And that's on. Look, folks, that's kind of part and parcel of this. Everybody said that. Trump was like a bull in a china shop. He was, and he is. He always will be. But part of this is you're going to piss people off when you do what Trump does and you say what Trump says. You are going to rub people the wrong way, much like I rub a lot of people who come in here for 30 seconds and fucking leave because I drop an F-bomb like it's a fucking comma. Mm -hmm. Just like those simple little bitches that got to run away because my language is too strong for them. Those are the same types of people that are still going to vote. Those are the same types of sissies that are still going to fucking sit there and say, oh, well, you shouldn't be on our ballot because you said mean things and you said grab them by the pussy. Well, sometimes you got to. Look, I've been down to Panama where it was questionable. You had to reach down there and grab them. Find out what you were going home with because I wasn't going home with no hoto. Not in this world. No, 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 no. No, it's hard to judge though babe that's why you got to reach down and grab them by the pussy but if mean, it's a female you're gonna know what if they've cut it off how would you know oh because it trust me from what i what i've heard what i've read mm -hmm. apparently it's not even close mm -hmm. to okay. the real thing gotcha so all you guys out there you know giving the old ding, ding dong to fucking old trans women it ain't nothing like the real thing sorry I, i'll go ahead and stick with what i got i'm fine okay trust me that's I'm fine. perfectly happy. That's fine. You do that. Um, I thought I had another one on that. Maybe not. All right. Again, believing something that's not real. That's mm -hmm. what they're doing. That's what they've been trying to do the whole time. Making the big, the best trick the devil ever pulled was convincing people that he didn't exist to begin with. That's not true. Okay. Nope, that's not true. The best trick that the devil ever pulled was making people believe that God doesn't exist. No, no, no. That's part of this trick. This is all one. Don't okay. worry about it. You just missed it. All right. Anyway. Um, well, you know what? You're right, Tammy. It is on now that Trump has been removed from the ballot in Maine because. Is it bad enough? Turnabout's fair play. 
Is it bad enough? No, because, all right, you say that. I said that. I said that the other night. Three other people said that today that I listened to alone. Take Biden off the ballot. Where? Where are we? Take hey, Biden off Republicans, the ballot. where are we? Why, why, why haven't we done it yet? What are you, you doing? You have plenty of reason. Look at the fucking border. Fuck. Wide look, open. Look at the money that he's taken from China. Look at his cokehead fucking son. Look at the fact that they're running tra- child sex trafficking rings in and out of the White House. Let's talk about what's going on in the tunnels under the and, Pentagon. And hold on. If they could take Trump off of the ballot um, uh, based off of the fact that he's not actually been convicted of insurrection, right, of violating the Insurrection Act, uh, then why can't they take Biden off of the ballot for just being under an impeachment inquiry or no take biden off the ballot yeah because for the the fact that he's taken money from a foreign country and we should be bringing him up on charges of espionage right now and hanging that motherfucker out in the street that's what we should be doing this motherfucker's taking money you know what we've done to soldiers who've done that they're still in jail Mm -hmm. Robert Hansen still sits in, in Ford, Colorado at the Supermax facility. 12 stories underground. He gets one hour of daylight a day. He took money from a foreign country and gave off information. Joe Biden is doing a dictator's fucking work here in our country. And we're just sitting around taking it. We're like, yes, ma'am. Can I have another? We're like, yes, sir. No, it would be a ma'am. Ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Can I have another? You're but right. These days when it is it going to get bad? When is it bad enough? When is when do we hit the end? When do we all hit the fucking tip of the spear and we finally pop the balloon and lose our fucking minds? Because you know what? I'm good, but I ain't got much more left in me. This tank's running on fucking empty. Been running on empty for a hot minute in, in the category of patience. You never had much to begin with. This is this is not good. And we continue to let this shit happen. He takes his name off another ballot. We've done nothing. Republicans, you've done nothing. Where's all the big shot, big talk, fucking Matt Gates? Where are you at? You haven't even taken him off of a ballot down in Florida. What about Rod to Sanctimonious? You ain't done shit. Nikki, the fuck, I don't know what the Civil War is, fucking stupid Haley, who's not even an American citizen, and nobody in the mainstream media, Fox News, Newsmax included, will even bring that story up. None of them will. But don't worry, you're not being lied to, and the Republicans are telling us the truth. Yeah, and don't piss on my back and tell me it's raining. Here's some more Tucker for you. So that Mick can come. Affirmative action and its new version, DEI, are, of course, by definition, forms of anti-white racism. White men are at a structural disadvantage in getting jobs and getting contracts and getting into schools. There's kind of no pretending it's anything but what it seems to be. And most people know that. Few people understand just how corrosive this is to the country and to the idea of the country. So the arrangement that America's had with immigrants for over 100 years has been come to our country because there is opportunity here. And implied in that is meritocracy. If you work hard, if you have ability, you can ascend the ladder. But affirmative action and now DEI invert that arrangement. New immigrants to this country are told immediately that the people who founded the country, white men, are the problem. They are evil. So not only does this inculcate racism 
in our immigrants, which is a terrifying prospect, but it also makes the workplace a hellscape, a sort of corporate Jim Crow structure that degrades everyone and that's inherently immoral. Arvind Krishna is a perfect example of why this is a bad idea. Krishna is an immigrant to this country. He's clearly smart. He clearly works hard. In over 30 years, he's ascended to the top of IBM. He's now the CEO. But rather than promoting the ideas that made this country great, meritocracy, he has bought in completely, possibly because he has to, into our racial hierarchy, into our form of modern Jim Crow. So thanks to James O'Keefe, the journalist, we know what that looks like on the inside. Here is video that was leaked to O'Keefe of Krishna, the CEO of IBM, telling his employees to hire fewer white men or they will be punished. Their pay will be cut. Watch this. I'm very clear about this. I expect at the executive level, that that is not just my direct, but all executives in the company have to move forward by 1% on both underrepresented minorities. So let me say it. Asians in the U.S. are not an underrepresented minority in a tech company. However, others are. Um, ditto on gender diversity. So we take underrepresented and gender. You've got to move both forward by a percentage. That leads to a plus on your bonus. By the way, if you lose, you lose part of your bonus. So how did an immigrant to this country, who clearly has a lot going for him, probably arrived here thinking this was a meritocracy, wind up supporting racial fascism? It's a great question and one that we should think deeply about as tens of millions of new immigrants pour across our border. So the other man you saw in that video works for a company called Red Hat, that's a subsidiary of IBM. On that very same call, he bragged that past employees who pushed back against corporate racism, against DEI initiatives, were fired from the company. Watch. But the assertion there is no accountability around DEI efforts at Red Hat is really not the full picture. And as Arvind very much pointed out, and I very much understand, I am accountable. I hold myself accountable. He holds me accountable, as does the board for all of IBM. Um, but I hope we also hold the leadership at Red Hat accountable for that. I mean, I'll be very candid. Without an exception for for privacy, I could name multiple leaders over the last year plus that were held accountable to the point that they're no longer here at Red Hat because they weren't willing to live up to the standards that we set in this space. So in the public conversation, affirmative action, DEI, diversity are described with the language of sensitivity and inclusion. We're just trying to bring everybody in. But in practice, and we now know this thanks to these videos and others like them, in practice, this is an even more vicious form and a much more widespread form of Jim Crow. And obviously it's incompatible with the existence of the United States of America. So what do we do about it? Well, of course the Civil Rights Division, the Justice Department is doing nothing about it. They are affirmatively opposed to civil rights. But Stephen Miller is doing something about it, thank heaven. He's the founder of America First Legal and he joins us now. Stephen, thanks so much for coming on. Um, so what, how would you describe what we just saw? A fascinating, albeit chilling window into the reality of corporate America today. We're all familiar with DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. We're broadly familiar with the idea that corporations, universities, as well as government agencies have established policies to promote or exclude people based solely on race or national origin. But to see it said so bluntly, yes. so matter-of-factly, that you're going to be that you're going to be punished, you're going to be denied your career, you're going to have your money, your livelihood, everything that you've built your entire life taken away from you 
because you don't establish a specific racial quota system. You have a hypothetical kid who instead of playing every day after school, he went home and he studied. And when it was time to go to college, he spent all of his time on his test preparation. He did everything he could do, but he didn't get into the school that he wanted to get into. He got into his sixth choice or seventh choice. But when he went there, he worked harder than everybody else. And he didn't go out and party. And he didn't go out and drink. He did everything right every single day of his life. But it was time to graduate. He didn't get the job he was entitled to, at the salary he was entitled to. But when he got to that company, then he still, he stayed late. And he put off all the things he wanted to do with his life. And he gave up so many years of his productive life, hoping that one day, maybe, just maybe, his dreams would be fulfilled. And then somebody came along and said, you are not the right race. You are a straight white male. You are not getting this job. And in fact, because you haven't promoted people based on this system, your life is over now. Then maybe that person can't afford to pay for his children anymore. Maybe that man gets a divorce. Maybe his whole life unravels. How many times has this happened? In a year, to thousands of people, the system is meant to crush spirits, to break people. We're having a good debate over here. Um, you guys aren't watching, but and D and I have been talking about the the, the SCOTUS involvement, and I got to agree, she's right. She brought up a very good point. SCOTUS does decide issues between states that are informed uh, when it comes to the constitution um, that abide by the circuit. And I, I agree. You're absolutely right. However, there are also normally, there's normally a plaintiff in the case. And my point was that there was no plaintiff in this one because Trump went directly to them. And you're right. You did remind me that Trump went directly to SCOTUS with this. Mm -hmm. That is part and parcel with him jumping the bit of the horse. Um, I wish SCOTUS had kicked him away and said, yeah, no, you got to deal with the state first and then move on to the federal. You get the feds involved only after all your extent at the state has been exhausted. Um, I, I think the problem is right now in our country, our biggest issue. We let the government come in on so many different things. Think about it. You have a national dis or natural disaster or whatever you call FEMA. <laughs> You call seem you call whatever your state agency mm -hmm. is. Um, you call, you know, you get all these resources that come in. The problem is, is the fuckers never leave. They come in, they got these great ideas, and the ideas stick around for the rest of their lives. We do not kick the federal government back out of our states once we've invited them in. No, nope, because we love that federal money. Yeah. That's it. That is their. That's their where this DEI way. shit is going, That's folks. It. That's it's all about the money. Follow the money. It's not about anything more. You, you think people do this with. Uh, there's everybody thinks that everybody's doing this for the good. No, 90 percent of these people are doing it for a paycheck, folks. Mm -hmm. They're bought and paid for by the federal government. Yeah, they're doing it for the paycheck. They're doing it for the health care, the retirement, everything that comes with the job, all the little perks and bennies. There's a ton. If you're a congressman or a senator, holy shit, you get your knob schlob more than anybody else in the world. Yeah. And that's even if you are married. But some of these uh, some of these liberal mayors are starting to get their comeuppance, as it were. They're starting to get their asses handed to them and they don't know what the fuck to do because they did all this great virtue signaling, declaring their cities as sanctuary cities. 
when Trump was in office because, oh, my God, he was putting kids in cages at the border. And now those kids are on their doorsteps, thousands of them every day, and they don't know what to do. They're saying Trump was right. No shit. Listen to this shit. That's crazy. This is the mayor of Chicago. To, to meet this demand. But we have reached a critical point um, in this mission that absent real significant intervention immediately, our local economies are not designed and built to respond to this type of crisis. We are literally building a system as we go along. I commend Mayor Johnston and Mayor to, to meet this demand, but we have reached a critical. Yeah, you've reached your critical mass. You're at critical, critical. overload. Yep. You're about to, uh, what, go bankrupt? Well, that would, that's not the first time, not for Chicago. Not that I know of. Nope. Chicago, Chicago's done that a couple times. Yeah. Then uh, this late, the, the uh, NAACP. NAACP president Shines of the Eric. Illinois chapter. As again. Teresa Haley. Well, she used to be. She's suspended. Oh, that's now. right. No, she got fired. Oh, she did get fired. By yeah. They oh, well, her. Okay, she got suspended. No, she's been suspended for this. Um, yeah, this is the president of the uh, Illinois NAACP. But these immigrants have come over here. They've been raping people, they've been breaking into homes. They're like savages as well. They don't speak the language and they look at us like we were crazy. But these. Yep. And her ass got suspended for calling them savages. I'm sure she'll get fired. Well, she probably won't actually. Depends. She's a person of color. She could probably use that term. True. It's just me when I use it. I say savage that I'm automatically the racist and everybody loses their fucking minds. Well, only this one. Well, she is, well, she is literally a lunatic. And this picture did not do her any good. No shit. She looks like out. a straight up She's crazy. horse right there. She is. So often people want to say, why are you talking about the border crisis? Or why are you talking about it in this way? Well, we're talking about it. They just don't like how we're talking about it. Because it's not a border crisis. It's an imperialism crisis. It's a climate crisis. It's a trade crisis. This is not a surge. These are children. And they are not insurgents. And we are not being invaded, which, by the way, is a white supremacist idea, philosophy. So often people. Okay. Wow. When they're, when they're 90 percent military age men, how are those children? How are we not being invaded? And how is that not an invasion? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yep. Yep. She's a fucking lunatic. Here you go. Um, so, you know, Owen Schreier got out of jail. He's trying to get back there. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let him go for it. Dude, this is fucking... Apparently he liked it. Apparently he's one of those guys I who's guess. trying to go back on the inside. Yes, check this out. Wow. Americans. I'm sorry. Your country gets more... Yeah, you dirty Americans. Get out of the way. This is the illegal immigrants country. What do you guys think you're doing? This country's for illegal immigrants. You guys are dirty Americans. Get out of the way. How rude of you. How rude of you to think you have a country anymore. Hey, let's get another truck up here so no media can see this. In fact, let's just ban the media. Hey, guys, we're going to need you to shut your cameras off. We cannot document Biden's border invasion, okay? Everybody shut your cameras down. No free speech. The Border Patrol is here to tell me sir, to shut up, too. Sir, sir, sir he says. Sir, an American allow, citizen. An American citizen. Unbelievable. 
Unbelievable. This guy's ridiculous. No, no, no media. No, oh, no, no media, though. Hey, no media. Nobody see the illegal immigrants. It's not happening. It's not happening. Sir, am I okay to be upset? Do I have the right to redress grievances here? But you but you're not being, you're being discourteous to your I'm being discourteous. A wide open border, but I'm being discourteous. Allow oh, them, I love it. Allow them to I love it. They can record. Nobody's allow stopping them. them. Nobody's stopping them except you guys. Look, she's trying to stop the media. You guys don't want us to see this. You drove a bus through no, a ravine. You drove a bus through a ravine so we couldn't see this. Do you think the American people are stupid? Do you guys Please think the American up. people are stupid? Please. Do you guys like this? Just, just get, you guys just like, get out of the way, dirty Americans. Shut off your cameras. Nobody's allowed to see. There is no Biden border invasion. Shut your cameras off. Everybody go home. Excuse me? What does that have to do with anything? I'm asking. What have they done for the country? I pay for their bills. I pay taxes. Okay, so what's your point? So you're okay with the illegal invasion? You're cool with that? Should we fund should we fund endless wars in Ukraine? Should we fund endless illegal immigration? Is that your policy? You like that? Yes. Okay, so we should just get rid of the whole immigration system then, right? So let's get rid well then why have it? Why have an immigration system? That's not what I'm saying at all. So let's have an open border and a welfare state. This is an attack on the country, folks. That's what this is. If you can't see it, you're oblivious. And we sit here and film it and take this from our government. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But hey, don't worry. They'll get they'll get taken care of. They'll get food. They'll get clothes. They'll get everything they need. You dirty Americans need to shut up and get out of the way. Look at this. They get protected. They get protected with guns, but the Democrats want to take guns from you. So guns to protect the illegal immigrants, but y'all aren't allowed to have guns when the Democrats ban all your assault weapons. This is just ludicrous, man. This is a clown world that I live in. What a joke. Get out of the way, you dirty Americans. This isn't your country anymore. Anyway, he goes on like that for 10 minutes. Hey, that's. I told you he was trying to get his ass back. No, that's jail. that's harassing. That's exactly what we should yeah, be doing. Absolutely. That's harassing as fuck. That guy's trying to explain what's going No, fuck you. I don't want to hear your explanation. No. What I see is fucking a bunch of illegal immigrants get smuggled into the country that are all about to get $5,000 per head. Tell me something. You're, you didn't get, did you get five grand from the government this year? I didn't. No, not since COVID. We didn't even get it then. What? $1,600? Eight hundred dollars, whatever the fuck it was. I don't remember. Come on, it was nothing. You know what I? You know, <laughs> they, remember they gave eight hundred dollars to people in Hawaii too. Uh, seven hundred dollars. There were seven hundred dollars yeah. to people in Hawaii. Okay. Shit, you got even more money for COVID than you did for fucking the fire in Hawaii. Fuck yeah. hey. craziness. Don't I forget that. I used our COVID money to pay our tax bill that year. There you go. I literally took it, and that was the last time we paid taxes. Well, we have to pay them this year because we've been filing extensions. You know, you can file extensions for up to three years before you have to file. Just saying. Anyway. <sighs> this we was... still have a year to file, but we're just going to be really late with it. Yeah, it's okay. The world will probably end before then, so. Fuck it. That's what we're hoping for. <sighs> I want to be very clear. Our borders are not open. Yeah, right. <laughs> just yeah. just, a just reminder. remember. Just remember that's what Mayorkas says. Just oh, a reminder. Did you hear that he met today with the Mexican president? Uh-huh. Did you hear that they made progress? Progress? About the invasion? Oh yeah. 
Yeah, to streamline it, streamline it more. Make sure that the, you know, the they males are all easier. Yeah, probably. Okay. That's what I'm betting on. Yeah. This is where we're at. These are our projection numbers for next year. Um, this is what we've got to have by next year if we need it. That type of thing. Oh, okay. Like 2025 next year. Yeah. Or 2024. 24. Okay. Before the election. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Before November, specifically. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but we're not the only ones being invaded. You realize that this is happening all over, yep. like all over Europe too. Yep. This was the most, I, you know, we keep hearing stories about little girls in, there's one in Sweden, one in Germany, and Austria that are being raped viciously brutally raped and sometimes killed by these illegal immigrants that are coming into their countries we've talked about those stories yep. it's absolutely disgusting so here's what wales did hello and welcome to wales we understand being a refugee isn't easy they go through so much fleeing your country is difficult but Wales wants to help you feel welcome. The Welsh Refugee Council is here to help you. You can contact them here. Wales is seen as a nation of sanctuary. We welcome anyone and everyone. We recognise your skills and talent. The Welsh Refugee Council offers a lot of support, including... ESOL classes, which means English for speakers for other languages. It may be hard to learn our language, so we offer support. Employment. You may feel stressed about employment, but we can help. They help you to apply for bank accounts, child benefits, and they can help with housing. It's very important to have a warm place that you can call home. Education. Children have the right to education. Play for children. We know how important it is for children to socialise. Help finding doctors. It's extremely important to have health care. Not only this, but Wales offers free education and health care. There are many job opportunities here in Wales. IKEA works closely with the Welsh Refugee Council, providing jobs for refugees that come from all over the world. On the screen now is some basic Welsh phrases. Shemai. Hello. Borda. Good morning. Prianda. Good afternoon. Nostar. Good night. Sitoiti. How are you? We understand that you have been through a lot, and that is why the Welsh Refugee Council is here to help you. Thank you for listening. Yeah, it's a good idea. This is just offer up your virgin girls to all these immigrants. In Why not? There's a video that they're I just all saw. about pedophilia. Go ahead, just offer up your daughters to them. There, there's a video I just saw of a, a lady who was walking in her house with her kid in uh, France or in Germany, in Germany, and she was walking in her house, and it's on the street, and you can, it's got a video camera right there, see the whole thing happen. Dude standing there, and he walks out, and uh, walks around the corner, comes out, and mm -hmm. tries to bum rush the door while she's closing the door. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Shit's getting crazy, you know. It's crazy, crazy, it's crazy. Disgusting. I, I, yeah, I don't know, but it's okay. We have a uh, more, you know. Small things to worry about here. Apparently. Nothing too big. These are all small issues. Those are, you know, it's okay. Don't worry about that. We're only spending how much money? Uh, well, we just approved a $250 million aid package that's going to Ukraine as of today. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. happening. And we're spending $450 billion a year on the migrants 
illegals coming in here? Correct. Yeah, we couldn't spend five billion on the wall, but we're spending four hundred and fifty billion a year. But we the, couldn't even spend four hundred fifty billion dollars on our veterans. But um, yeah, no, no, definitely no, not. No, 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 no. Well, we'll go ahead. We'll, we'll go ahead and spend four hundred fifty billion dollars on a bunch of people that have never done anything for this country at all. Yeah, at yeah. all. But it's okay. Because our economy is recovering. Binomics. We, we, no, no. We're coming in for a so, – we got that soft landing, according to Jim Cramer with Mad Money. Really? Oh, yeah. This should scare the fuck out of you because, you know, everything he says is like is – the do the, op, do the opposite. Opposite. Absolute yeah. opposite so, of what this guy here, says. Here you go. Crowd to take over the microphone. Well, we didn't hear that pessimism from Pal. He actually did seem as jubilant as he ever gets, which admittedly isn't saying very much. In fact, in his typically understated way, he actually took a shot at all those recessionistas gone wrong. They'll probably continue to be wrong because, well, we got a strong, tight labor market, but more people coming back to the workforce, that means wages are not going to soar. He didn't say, we got a soft landing, nah, 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 nah. Of course, that's what I would do. But we did indeed get the soft landing. So let's declare it. With today's news, interest rates have peaked, and we now have the wind at our backs for some, not all, stocks. Uh, and the wind is no longer in our favor. Crowd to take over the Remember, pre-2008, this guy used to be the hottest thing in Wall Street. He had a primetime show pre-2008, 2007. He had a primetime show on MSNBC, MSNBC Money. He was running pretty much all of the shit that they were doing money-wise. What happened? Oh, yeah, he went backwards on a whole bunch of housing advice that he gave out on the TV. And then he got bumped way back to like the midnight hour. And he went way upside down on everything. As a matter of fact, any ever since then, he has been, if you do the opposite of what he says to do, you're going to make money. Yeah. If he says sell it, you better keep it. If, if he, he says, says we're coming it, in for a soft landing, you better get rid of we're it. fucked. Yeah. Yeah. He's been wrong about everything Literally since 2008. Everything. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but can you guys afford to go out to eat anymore? I mean, we haven't, we don't go out to eat because we don't like their fucking food. Um, we really couldn't afford it even if we wanted to. We don't want to. We really can't afford it. I used to, however, like to go to Five Guys every once in a while. You know, they opened uh, when I worked downtown, when I worked for Hilton, before I worked for Marriott, they opened the first Five Guys in Savannah. It was right down the street. This Five Guys makes more money on St. Patrick's Day, just on St. Patrick's Day, than all the other Five Guys in the country combined. Okay. They stay open all night. They make fucking bank on St. Patrick's Day. It's a damn good burger. Hey, when you're fucking drunk, what do you want to, what do you want to eat? You want a good greasy burger. Four o'clock in the morning on St. Patrick's Day when you've been drinking since six o'clock in the morning the day before, you want a good fucking burger and some fries with the the Heinz 57 vinegar on them. Oh my God. Five guys fries are the fucking bomb. Okay. Some old day. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. No more. This is insane. So I just paid $55 for three burgers, two fries and three drinks at five guys. That shit is about McDonald's average. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Three combos. Not even three combos. I didn't get fries because I ain't supposed to eat this bullshit. 55 bucks, you can see what I ordered. In and out. Shit's on fucking five guys. Kiss my ass, five guys. Your shit is worth about half of this at best. And there's no way you're nothing near in and out, bro. 
No way. So I just paid 50 Yep. $55 for three combos. Jesus. Seriously. That is crazy. Yeah. That is freaking crazy. Yeah. So, hey, go to the grocery store instead. Yeah, make your own. Oh, 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 no. Go, oh, go, no. go, go to the grocery store instead. Yeah? Yeah, is it going to be cheaper? <laughs> no? No, you don't say. Dude. Come on. No way. It, it's cheaper. It's way cheaper. It's yeah. a grocery store. Come on. When will we say enough of this? So here I am shopping, and I see this. I pick this up. All right. You see, it's not even like, you see how thin it is? Super thin. Like the cardboard is what makes it thicker. All right. See this? Size comparison. Here's my hand, and I'm a woman. That's not even big. Like, there we go. Like that. Real thin, light, flimsy. Want to know the price? Ten dollars. Insane. I picked up a loaf of bread earlier too. It was five ninety nine. This is just getting crazy. Yep. They know how much you'll pay now. Trust me, the prices aren't coming back down. We're not going to see prices come back down. They know we'll pay it. They know we won't grow our own food. We're too lazy for that. That's what they say. I say that's not the truth. That's not the case. People just didn't know they could do it. Grow your own food, people. When the neighbor came over today, the Gold Star mom, um, she, uh, I told her, I was like, I, I said something about electroculture. And she was like, electro what? And I was like, electroculture. I was like, it's antiquitech. I told her, you wrap copper wire around natural wood and put it in the ground and your plants grow twice as fast and up to five times bigger. She's like, really? I was like, yeah, come on. You see my Tabasco tree right there? She goes, that's a Tabasco tree? There's still a thousand peppers on it. It's supposed to be a plant, but it's, it's a tree. No, it's, a tree. It's like it's taller than we are. It's true. It's about nine feet, honestly. Um, all the branches are just, they're huge. Yes. And uh splayed open. They're yeah, they're, they're it's, gigantic. It's ridiculous. It's a big tree. Uh, I actually gave Bush. her I gave her a thing of um my my four pepper spice because she said that her husband loves Tabasco sauce and he's he like lives on Tabasco sauce. I was like, oh honey. Well then he's screwed because that's like, gonna destroy him. I was like, here you go. <laughs> Try some of this. Put this on all your food, use it very, very sparingly. sparingly. It's really good. But I take my Tabascos, the habaneros, which I have a whole other crop of habaneros. The chickens ate some of them, but um and then, uh, little bastards. I good know. Shot. Um, and my uh, jalapenos and ghost peppers, and I dry them the dehydrator, and I grind them down, and I mix them with some Himalayan sea salt, and that is my four pepper spice, and it is, it'll tear your ass up. It's good stuff. It'll beat you up. It's really it'll good sweat stuff. Sweat anything out of your system. Yeah. So uh, I gave her a. I have, I have big Put jars a little of dash it. my, my yes. soup. I'll end up putting some probably on the website when I make the next couple batches because I've got all those peppers that are just now still ripening. Understand yeah. that. I still have green peppers on there that are just turning now. It's almost January. My peppers are still growing. My hot peppers are still growing almost January. It's wild. So anyway. My garlic's coming up. My beets and turnips are all coming up. Yeah, it's good stuff. <sighs> Grow your own food, people. Seriously. 
Anyway. Coming January 1st to a T-Mobile near you. Oh, this is some fucking scary shit. This is what I've been bitching about. You let the government in anywhere. You ask, you know, you, you let a mouse in. He'll ask for a cookie, you give him a cookie, and then he's going to ask you for a glass of milk. This is what happens when you let the government in and you don't kick their fucking asses the fuck out. Guys, this is truly insane. T-Mobile has just updated their terms of service. And now if you post any content they don't agree with, they will fine you. They have an acronym called SHAFT. This stands for Sex, Hate, Alcohol, Firearms, and Tobacco. This is going to be implemented on January 1st, and the fines that they will find you is in the thousands. I had no idea that we lived in China. Since when does a company get to determine what you are allowed to talk about in a private text message to a friend? This should not only disturb you, but this should make you want to take action. If you have T-Mobile, switch now. And if they are doing this, how long do you think it's going to be before they start fact-checking our text messages? Guys, this... No shit. No shit. They're going to censor your private text messages. How many people here have uh, T-Mobile as a uh, service provider? How many people are going to have T-Mobile as a service provider after this show is done tonight? Seriously. Just wondering. I mean, that's so fucked up. That's so fucked up. So this is uh weird shit getting yeah. worse. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, you know what? I want to play this actually. Yeah. I, I, I saw that. I want to. You know what? What? Play it. I almost want to bring Liam in for it. Well, we're getting really close to the end of the show here, yeah. but um just go play. It. All right. Just play it, it'll be fine. I know, I know we're getting close to the end. I know. Just play the video. It's the bugs. It's the bugs. <laughs> Zony the bugs. Okay. Um, if you guys have kids that are our kids' age, our younger ones' age, you need to listen to this. Young Gen Z teachers are talking about the poor behavior of Gen Alpha students, and some of y'all are finally starting to believe us when it comes to how much we've missed the mark on raising these kids right. Because I have gray in my hair and I'm 36 years old, people tend to tune me out as soon as I open my mouth when I start talking about these issues we're seeing in the classroom with our kids these days. So before I go on, why don't we review some of the evidence from some of the other creators on this app who might be a little bit more of a relatable age. This is my folder of crying teachers and they are confused and frightened by the behavior of Gen Alpha. They're saying Gen Alpha is defiant, aggressive, disrespectful, and rude. Having to teach and work with you guys as children has been the most traumatic experience of my life. They don't respect any authority. You ask them, can you stand in your designated spot? They're telling you no and shut up. They're throwing things at each other. They're throwing things at other people, other classmates. You say, can everybody sit in their spot? I don't want to, I'm not doing that. You don't get to tell me what to do. You're not my mom. Like, I'm not even trying to be funny, but these kids are, I'ma just say this. I teach seventh grade, they are still performing on the fourth grade level. I'm a middle school teacher. I'm also 22 years old. And I will tell you, by far, we are doomed. Like, these kids do not care. Like, I have kids, all they wanna do all day long is get high. Like I need to ask millennials, um, why are your kids so awful 
and more importantly, why do you think it's so funny? Your kids cannot read. They cannot write. They are ill-mannered. I've been trying to sound the alarm about Gen Alpha students and their poor behavior in their classrooms, as well as their literacy problems since May of last year. But because of my age and how I look, every time I make a video about these topics, I'll get people that have never worked with kids or have never spent a day in the classroom as an educator give me lines like, well, you're just old and jaded. If you don't like it and you can't handle it, quit and find another job. Kids have always been like this. Nothing's new in 2023. And then we've got the droves of people that are trying to blame it on COVID and trying to blame it on the lockdown. Us not having any, any sympathy or empathy for students with special needs, even though I never talk about those types of students. And I'm always talking about general population students and the fact that this is an overarching problem with every single kid, even the high achievers, even the ones that don't need IEPs, even the ones that are highly socialized and have a lot of resources coming from home. Teachers that have been in this for one, two, three years are seeing it and they are talking about it. Teachers that are veterans like me that have been in the classroom for over a decade or two or three or nearing retirement are also saying the same thing. Your children are missing the mark on discipline. They're missing the mark on education standards, they're missing the mark on literacy, they're missing the mark on socialization. We can blame it on COVID, we can blame it on iPads raising our kids, we can blame it on the fact that kids don't socialize with each other enough, we can blame it on the economy and the fact that parents don't have time to help their kids learn how to read or don't have time to take their kids to the park anymore. We can blame it on all of those things or we can blame it on none of those things. But it sounds like we're starting to get into a consensus here amongst educators that we have a real problem. And some of y'all need to stop making excuses. You're just blaming the kids. You're just so mean. No, we are not. The problem is, is that we have this generation of parents that doesn't want to take accountability for not doing what they need to do to raise kids that are self-sufficient, that are socialized or kind. And no, it's not the kid's fault. And why does it seem like teachers are the only ones that are talking about it? The people that are talking about it are the ones that work with the kids and not the ones that are raising the kids. Gen Alpha have been raised to believe that they are grown folks, that they can speak to whoever they want, however they want, that violence is the answer. Gen Alpha students are raised in a world that tells them that it's okay to be as nihilistic and individualistic as possible, that they don't have to care about anything or anyone, that they can speak to anybody however they want to speak to them, even though they're only 10, 11, or 12 years old. Most importantly, they are being conditioned to believe that they are immune to consequences, that there are no consequences to their poor behavior, to their rudeness, to their lack of care in completing tasks and doing well in school. They just don't care. Is this us demonizing kids for fun? No, it's not. The people that are talking about this are genuinely concerned. We are frightened for these kids. And if you're sitting back saying, oh my God, poor babies, like I wish you would just quit talking about them because you're just being mean and it's not even helpful because kids are just kids. You are doing them absolutely a disservice to their future. This is not just an old people complaining about young people problem anymore. Young people in Generation Z, young teachers who are seeing the same thing I'm seeing with my two eyeballs are talking about the same thing. You can call it an old folks complaining about young folks thing. Why are you demonizing millennial parents? Why are you demonizing Gen Alpha kids? Or you can step back and look at it from our perspective and say, gee, I wonder why there's so many people talking about the same thing. I wonder why there's so many teachers that are concerned about the same thing.
We cannot even begin to talk about solutions until we admit there's a problem. Most of you whom are parents, because y'all are the ones that matter, I don't even care about the ones who are just trolls and are sitting back saying, school doesn't matter, yap, yap, yap mayor of Yapville, who cares? I don't care about you either. I'm talking to parents. If you are not ready to, to admit that there's a problem here, we cannot get anywhere near even talking about the solutions. We cannot raise a generation of kids that are this tuned out, that are this rude, that are this violent to each other, to adults, to people younger than them. We just can't do it. Okay, so... Part of that is this, and I'm not making excuses, but I'm going to say this, okay? Part of that is she's bitching. She's a, she's a twat. I expect that from a twat. Mm. You know what? Right now, this generation, Generation Alpha, that everybody's talking about being this disgruntled, you could say that it's partly Biden's policies and the, middle, the shit. The middle school kids right now. The shit that we see going on is partly to do with Biden's policies and their upbringing and the fact that bills have gone through the roof. Mom and dad have got to work two, maybe three jobs no, now just to keep they, the house afloat. Why, 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 why? Why should they think there should be any consequences yeah, for they, their actions? They don't see any when consequences. There's no consequences anywhere. There's no consequences anywhere. So why would there be anything? That's part of it. Yes. That's part A. But part B is this generation alpha. This is the next feral generation. Whether you want to believe it or not, they're the kids that are going outside. They're the kids that I see getting pushed down hills in carts like we used to do when we were kids. That's not true. wearing fucking helmets, shooting bottle rockets at each other. This is that generation. How were you in school? Did anybody say that you were a great kid when you were in school? Yeah. I bet they didn't. Yeah, I got, I, I got told that all the time. I, I know you did because you were a little ass kisser. The rest <laughs> of us, we were like, fuck you. You know, we're not gonna, you know what? You're not yet, gonna, I'm I not got gonna away do with everything. I did exactly what I wanted. I got you no ass kisser. No one told me a but fucking thing. The point and I did is, whatever the fuck I wanted. Other than you, babe, the rest of us were never considered get good kids. We were considered little assholes, hellions, specifically. This is nothing new. It's just the new well, feral generation. And this generation can smell when you're a weak, sniveling little bitch, and they will take every, they will make every effort to take advantage of that. That's what we did when we were kids. When we had that weak ass babysitter, my brothers know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. We tied her ass up. And then we went to mom and dad's liquor cabinet. You fuckers remember what we did. Don't ever forget it. I know the secrets. But all right. But think about it. Because think about what Liam's told us. And he said it on here on the show, both when he came and um, did the podcast with me when Mick was hunting and when he came into Freedom Gardens with me. He can't stand most of his classmates. Because they're not cool assholes like we were. Like they're straight up just dicks, dicks. Like they don't give a fuck at all. They have no respect for not just authority, but even for each other. Yeah. And that's a problem. He has asked, he's like, I can't wait to come back to homeschool. When are we moving? I want to go back to homeschool. So he's like, he, he straight up said, you know, that the average IQ in my school is lower than the retard level. Out of our 11 year old's mouth. From the mouths of babes. So should it be 12. He's, oh, he's almost he'll be almost 12, 12, 12 next almost month. 12. But still, the end of the week, babe. you know, the homeschool Gen Alpha kids. Well, I guarantee complete night. Those 
those kids are the ones you're talking about. Yeah. Those are the kids that are going to stand up and actually do something. Yep. The public school Gen Alpha kids, the jabbed ones, as our son calls them, he's like, there's a whole clique. He's like, half the kids in this class. He's like, oh, those are the jabbed kids. They smell different. They smell different. They think differently. They're all, I don't know, different. Dumb. That's what he says. So I can't wait to get out of this hellhole. And yeah, she called them gen pop kids. General population. Like yeah, they were like in, they're in prison. prison. Because they are. What do you think public school is? It is literally day prison for children. Which is worse. It's a uniform. Meaning they're all taught what to think, when to think it, how to think it, mm-hmm. and why they should think it. Think about what some of those teachers were saying, what that first teacher was saying. I asked these kids to sit in their designated spot. You have to stand in, in your designated place in line. You need to punch that card like a good little slave. You need to fill in all the dots perfectly. Make sure you fill in those circles right. Standardized testing is the way to go. Yep. Tells you nothing. Nothing about your child, nothing about the way your child learns, teaches you absolutely nothing about the child. It was a ploy to get teachers to give them so that the state funded another stupid, worthless program that does nothing for you. You know, and the only reason they did it, because some college signed on to it and said, yeah, we'll take more kids who have that standardized testing. That's why they did it. It's all about money. It's never about your kid's education. It's never been about your child's education. It's never been about your education. Your education was even fucked up back then too. You just broke free of the brain control, the fucking mind numbing stupidity of everything that's going on around you. And you finally woke up and said, fuck this shit. This is all retarded. Why would I force my own kid to do it? You know, that's interesting you say that because we've been talking about how it hasn't felt like Christmas, right? This is like the weirdest Christmas that we've ever had, right? Besides that we were sick. Just, I mean, hardly any lights. We went all out with the lights just because we were trying to piss off our asshat neighbor across the street. Um, Anyway, uh, but yeah, very few. I mean, very few Christmas lights and uh, certainly not what you typically saw. Certainly not what we'd see when we were growing up. And a lot of a lot of people, it, um, Tendon Seeker was here the other day. She said, you know, I think that people are starting to understand deep down that this isn't really Jesus's birthday. This wasn't really Christmas. We kids are starting to understand deep down that public schools aren't really about learning. They're about indoctrination. And they don't like that. They don't like being lied to any more than we do. Especially Gen Alpha. My my youngest comes home daily when he comes home from school. He tells me about, Dad, listen to what they're trying to teach me now. Yeah. Is this right? I mean, when your kid's coming home asking you questions like that, you're kind of like, what did they? Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, we do this all the time. Yes. Uh, We're doomed not because of us. I, I don't think it's a. I mean, I think there is some parents fault there because if your kid acts like an asshole, that pretty much reflects what you've taught him. If your kid acts like a righteous asshole, well, then you've taught him right. Nosnooker said jab kids are different from the jab altering their mentality. I mean, our kids, the one that points it out to us, straight up calls them. Those are the jab kids. They smell different. They think different. 
they're they're dumb. That's what he said. They're dumb. That's what he says. I mean, hey, he can tell. And he's a smart kid. Y'all have met him. So. I'll take his word for it. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. We got to get out of here, fuckers. Before we do, I want to play okay. this really quick because it's cute and fuck it. All right. So, um, because this is the one thing that kids are good at these days. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Memes. Exactly. When you fall asleep in front of a friend who is great at Photoshop. That's a hell of a way to fall asleep yeah, right no there. shit. Damn. <laughs> Uh, that one just that was probably the best that's pretty funny yes i'm right. good had to share that with you guys. That was funny. Anyway, right. <laughs> uh, we'll be back tomorrow night, 5.45 for the pre-show, 6 p.m. for the regular show. Mm-hmm. She'll be back tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. for the good book. Yep. And followed by her will be the lovely Liliana, both on Pilled and on Rumble. Check her out at 9.05 for the uh, TNA Variety Show. Uh, that's it. We're getting out of here. Yep. We'll talk to you later. Have a great night, fuckers, for the Mick. And me, Lynn. Later. Thanks for watching, y'all. Strapped up in a way I can show 
if it's needed When you see it, you'll believe it If you don't love it, you can leave it Michael Jackson, you can beat it F-A-F-O-I teach you how this game go Different joints, same smoke Wake up, wear the same clothes Real redneck, I'm a piece of white trash Blue collar boy, but my lady's high class Got the music way up loud With a cigar in my mouth Fuck around and come find out How we do it in the South Saying nothing but you're running that mouth. I never take a hand out, I'm too damn proud. I'm a son of the dirty south with a truck seat high and he straight pipes loud. This land, land of freedom, double barrels in case we need. Man up, we'll sit your ass down. We done talking, fuck around and find out. Love my country, love. 